This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And the 3-2. Joe deep to left field. This could be it. See ya. He's done it. Number 61. He's been chasing history, and now he makes it. He and Roger Maris are tied with 61 home runs. And the payoff. There goes the deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 61. He ties Roger Maris for the American League single season record with 61 home runs. It's a two-run judgian blast. Here comes the judge. A two-run blast, and the Yankees take a 5-3 lead on number 61 for Judge. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. By now, you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now. Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out. I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had it down. Ladies and gentlemen, history last night for the New York Yanks. Two more really good calls right there. Michael Kay on the Yes Network. And then you get uh, John Sterling on WFAN. Aaron Judge, 61 home runs, tying Roger Maris, and now has uh, seven games to go to break the all-time record and get to 62. Yankees are home for the next three. So he can do it at home and become the all-time home run leader. Again, that is if you completely discount the 73 home runs that Barry Bonds hit in 2001. And if you consider Roger Maris the all-time leader, then yes, Aaron Judge has an opportunity with three games at home against the Orioles coming up to be the all-time home run leader, single season. Then he'll play uh, four more games on the road in Texas against the Rangers. But uh, either way, it's done. He gets to 61 in a win for the Yanks, who already have wrapped up the two-seed inside the American League behind Houston. And it was a very, very exciting night. 
Now, I didn't see it. I'm not going to lie to you. I was at a beautiful, beautiful event put on by my dear friend Joe the Box and his lovely wife, Tony, at the America First Warehouse in uh, Ronkonkoma, Long Island. So I didn't see it, but I was made aware of it right away once Aaron Judge did it. Then, of course, I saw it once I went home. And we've got all the audio for you this morning. But there it is. Congratulations to New York Yankee right fielder Aaron Judge tying Roger Maris with 61 home runs in this epic, unbelievable, majestic New York Yankee season for the great number 99. Lewis, uh, control yourself. We seem so excited it, over there. It actually was an exciting night. Because, it was, uh, right? Yeah, because it was one of the few nights of the week I stayed up to watch. Actually, a text came, and we that's how uh, MJ and I found out. And then over at the Met game, forget it. Oh, that was a great game. Eduardo, <laughs> I mean, come on. They needed that one badly, and the Braves lost last night, so the Mets get the extra inning win over the Marlins, and the Braves lose. So now, once again, the Mets own sole possession of first place atop the NL East, one game better than the Atlanta Braves. So if you're a New York baseball fan, the Mets are back in first. Aaron Judge tied the record. What a glorious Thursday morning here in New York. Exciting. And I, I now I would say he's probably going to hit like another three or four yeah. home oh, yeah. runs this weekend. More. Yeah. Now that's over, and he's going to break the record. Well, yesterday, good for him. Good for you, him. yesterday you were very cynical about all this. I, you, I know. Yeah, I you were annoying. To, to I wanted to be an idiot about it. But <laughs> Why? Because I don't, I don't know. It's yeah, just yeah, sometimes yeah. you get bored and you hear everything. But, but we need this I in know, this city. I know. He's a great guy. Great and, guy. Uh, it's, it's He's Jewish. <laughs> okay. well, yeah, maybe not, but <laughs> or he's close to it. Whatever. I, I, I think he likes uh, you once know, you once you live box. in New York, you're automatically almost Jewish. Sure. That's how it works. It can so. be anything, right? Matter. We spread the love. And the city's a mess. So thank God for Aaron Judge yeah, and the maybe, Mets. Maybe he'll get rid of the crime and the rats. That's right. That's next. First, he's got to break Maris's record. Then he gets rid of crime and rats. That's sure. exactly right. And yes. then he'll be humble about it. It's like, well, it's a team effort, and that's uh, that's all you care about. The team doing, doing right. Well. Is there a part of you that feels somewhat guilty this morning as you and I are reveling in the Aaron Judge home run, which is a big deal, obviously, but in the big scheme of things, two and a half million, two and a half million Floridians ran away in the middle of the night because the west coast of Florida is no more. Do you think that they were uh, sitting at home as their homes were being battered by 150-mile-per-hour winds, waiting to see if Aaron Judge tied Roger Maris? I, I, <laughs> <laughs> they might have had other concerns. Maybe. I, yeah. I, I would think, man, did you see the fire department in uh, uh, Naples? Naples. Naples. Oh, my God. All the inundated. power lines went down and uh, blew up. It was yeah. nuts. Yeah. Uh, anything with homes and losing things that scares the heck out of me. Yeah. I, I I don't even like seeing about or joking about it, but God bless them down there. I don't know. <laughs> I just that would be it for me. I don't want to live in a path of storms, hurricanes. Well, it's funny when I first moved back to Florida in uh, 2005 after I got fired by Amos working with you guys. I wasn't in Florida for 10 days, and I went through Hurricane Wilma, which was a really really brutal. Hurricane, not as bad as Hurricane Andrew, but Hurricane Wilma was brutal. And I remember being inside the house. Ava was a baby. Gabe wasn't born yet. My dog, Lucy, who passed away in 2015. And I remember the the howling winds 
and I can hear trees falling down outside the house. I actually, my cousin George, who passed away many years ago, he and I put the uh, the shutters up days before. We knew it was coming, and we were prepared. It was still terrifying. We lost all of our power. Thank God he had a, um, a, a generator. generator, so he cooked breakfast the next morning. But a guy died three houses away because a guy went outside well, during the calm of the storm to see what the damage was, and as he walked outside... A tree came down and killed him, literally three houses away. And I was like, this is, this is nuts. What are we doing here? But over the next 10 years, we had a lot of uh, warnings, a lot of, you know, chaos and, and all that stuff, but no real bad hurricanes. But this one, this was bad. We had Janice Dean on Monday. She is the meteorologist for Fox News, former buddy of ours from Imus in the Morning. And she talked on Monday. How bad this can be. Yesterday on Fox News, she really laid it out. This is uh, Janice Dean, number eight, talking about this one as the storm of the century. This one is going to be for the record books. This is going to devastate southwest Florida. Uh, And you were talking about categories four and five, and we're on the cusp of a five. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, The damage is going to be the storm surge into some of these vulnerable coastlines, upwards of 18 feet. And it's going to come during high tide. So that's going to add an additional one to two feet. And then you've got the waves on top of that. Uh, You know, prayers are needed in southwest Florida uh, because we are landfall is imminent in the next couple of hours. And the eye wall is now making landfall across portions of southwest Florida. So we're going to feel those hurricane force winds. And then she goes on to talk about where this Pacific hit is going to be just south of Tampa. Again, this is right before the storm hit. This is our friend Janice Dean, Fox News. Lewis, cut number nine. The worst of the damage is going to be south of Tampa. And Fort Myers is also one of the most vulnerable coastlines. Naples as well, Sarasota. Uh, this is going to be something that they've never seen in their lifetime in this region. So then the storm comes, and you can't make this up, folks. Leave it to the low-life liberal Democrats to take this storm, where people died, I'm sure, where there was millions and millions of dollars worth of damage, where people were scared to death and had to flee their homes. Leave it to the low-life Democrats and liberals to turn it into a political story. He's saying, Sid. How could they do that? I'll tell you how. All these folks talked about this hurricane being a product of climate change. Yes, while the naysayers and the doubters like Sid Rosenberg, Bernard McGurk, Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, while you guys downplay the seriousness of climate change, storms like this are killing people everywhere. Climate change. I mean, these people are sick, sick bastards. So one reporter goes at Ron DeSantis right away. And DeSantis, the governor of Florida, he ain't having it. You know, he's not a lot different than Donald Trump. He's really not. So this is how this press conference started. This will be a DeSantis cut number four when he basically shuts down the reporter and takes over Governor Ron DeSantis. Administrator Chris Wall said today that she acknowledged concerns that uh, Florida, as, as it was said, lacks response to the storm so far. And that whoa, some whoa, whoa, whoa. Give me a break. That is nonsense. Stop politicizing, okay? Stop it. 
We declared a state of emergency when this thing wasn't even formed. We've had people in here. You've had counties doing. Uh, they've done a lot of hard work. And, and honestly, you're trying to attack me, I get. But, like, you're attacking these other people who've worked very hard. And so, so that's just totally false. Um, I don't think we've ever, certainly since I've been governor, declared a state of emergency this early. Uh, we made sure that we were very inclusive with it. We said that there was a lot of uncertainty, and, and we've worked to make sure um, the preparations that have been done and all the this stuff, you talk to the people at the counties when they've needed something, stuff gets there very quickly because of what Kevin and his team have done. So right off the bat, somebody in Florida accusing Ron DeSantis and local government of not doing a good job preparing for the storm. He shut that, uh, that down very quickly. But as I said, the liberals, full force, climate change, you're a denier, now what? This is uh, this dope. She ran for president of the great state of Minnesota. A nobody, but she was all over this yesterday. Amy Klobuchar, you remember her. This is uh, cut number one, talking about climate change. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterms. Good luck with that. All of our cities, crime is skyrocketing. Nobody can afford to buy food, inflation, all these issues with supplies, wars all over the world. And you think, Amy Klobuchar, you're going to win on climate change. I mean, folks, do you know what the nickname is, Lewis, for the University of Miami sports teams? Uh, Let me check my documents here. I would say the Hurricanes. Yes, Miami Hurricanes. You know why? Because they get hurricanes down there all the time. Some are worse than others. Yesterday, a monster storm. Andrew, a monster storm. Wilma, a bad storm. But it's not like we saw a, oh, I don't know, blizzard in Palm Beach. They get hurricanes all the time. Evidenced by, once again, the Miami Hurricanes. Yet, Joy Behar, this moron on The View, this hateful American, and in my opinion... The most wretched, wretched, awful human being on television. And you can talk about Joy Reid. You can talk about a handful of folks. Nobody's worse than Joy Behar. She's the worst. And she made it sound like yesterday a hurricane coming to South Florida. That's got to be climate change. Never happens. Joy Behar, number 10. This is the quote from Governor DeSantis about climate change. Quote, I am not in the pews of the church of the global warming leftists. This is what he thinks about climate change. And now his state is getting hit with one of the worst hurricanes well, that perhaps, they will ever see. Perhaps he is smart enough to recognize that this is not normal. Not normal. Right. They're called the Miami Hurricanes. When I lived down there for 16 years, whoopee, you moron. Uh, I went through about 40 of them. Again, some worse than others, but hurricanes to South Florida are not exactly once-in-a-lifetime experiences. So why would Ron DeSantis all of a sudden worry about climate change when he's being hit with a storm that they nicknamed the football team after? Lewis, explain that to me. It's probably not the right time to be <laughs> address, addressing that. All right, the day it's it's not even it's just hitting the state right now. It's just it's about to go through the state, right? And now they just want to talk about what brought the hurricane. But they Why? do this, you know, Lewis. They do this when there's a shooting, for example. Rigor mortis. 
hasn't even set in. The bodies are still in the streets. And it takes Democrats five minutes to discuss what? Guns. Correct. So now you've got a hurricane, which is serious. People will die. People will lose all their lifelong possessions. And it took them three minutes to discuss climate change. So when I say to you that the liberals, the Democrats, are bad people, this is evidence. You know, people die. People are involved in these awful, awful experiences. And right away, right away, these animals politicize everything. I don't think the guy who was swimming through his house on the footage I saw last night is right. trying to find his doorway is going, I really wish we had discussed climate change. <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Because I really don't know how I'm going to get out of my house or survive. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, Hurricane Sandy, that was different. That never happens here. That was a, a, a storm of a lifetime. So it would have made more sense in New York to get that type of storm, to start yelling climate change then. But a hurricane in Florida? Joy Behar? Whoopi Goldberg, you morons? And here's Val Demings. She's a politician down in South Florida. This is uh, cut number 15, and she's saying the same crap. You're right. We are seeing more extreme weather, uh, more extreme storms. The intensity is bigger, as we are seeing right here with Hurricane Ian. And so, you know, the short-term solution, let's make sure that we have the infrastructure that we need uh, to survive, to weather the storm. But more long-term, we have got to deal with uh, climate change, ultimately. And I serve on the Committee on Homeland Security as one of our uh, priorities. And so we've got to come together, uh, certainly at the local, state, and federal level, and do what we need to do to properly address the intensity that we are experiencing on the ground uh, during hurricane season. Don't worry about crime. Don't worry about terrorists. Don't worry about inflation. Don't worry about supply chain issues. Don't worry. The major issue, the thing we must all worry about and run to the voting booths to make sure we take care of it is climate change. These people are out of their minds. No? Maybe we're stupid. Maybe you and I are stupid. I don't know. Maybe we're just stupid. No, no. It's common sense. That's all it is. Yeah. You would think think climate change. Water coming through the subway system is one thing. Right, right. That was unusual. But people in the Midwest, and they've been living with those tornadoes, uh, tornado and those for, uh, for areas, like uh, hundreds of years. Yeah, basement yeah. things. It's yeah, a drain Kansas, yeah. Oklahoma, right. Wizard of Oz Wizard, was nineteen thirty nine. You know what I'm saying? It's been going on forever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, one eight hundred eight four eight WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Lot to get to today. Four great guests: Michael Ragusa. He's running for city council in Bay Ridge. Get him in there. We'll also talk to Lee Zeldin, Bill O'Reilly, and Judge Jeanine. An amazing guest list today and a recap of an amazing time last night at the America First Warehouse in Ronkonkoma. What a great time we had. All that and more Thursday edition right here of Bernie and Sid.
Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. And finally, Chris. Everybody go out and get Citizens United. I went to his book signing last night. He's as nice in person as he is on the air. Please get Citizens United. Somebody better find out who was impersonating Sid Rosenberg at that book signing. Because that person that Chris was describing was not Sid Rosenberg. Some of the rain, all right. I'm watching it right now. Corner of my left eye. Fox News. Uh, New York One is uh, doing something stupid. That uh, leprechaun, Pat Kiernan, celebrating 25 years as the uh, morning show host. I mean, nobody cares. I like Roger Clark, but my God. I mean, <laughs> Are they kidding? I mean, come on. 25 years of Pat Kiernan. I mean, South Florida is basically washed away. <laughs> Underneath, like, 20 pounds of water. What are you doing? God. Ay, ay, ay. Hey, what's on New York One? If you like me talking about a book signing today, which I'll do for, like, four hours. <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, New York uh, One is not doing it. But Fox News and uh, MSNBC and all these other horrible stations are showing all this damage down in Florida from the, uh, the water. I think that was my friend Chris McGlynn who called into Frank Morano late last night because the only Chris I remember last night at the book signing is him. So that must have been him. We'll get more to the book signing coming up later. But I do want to discuss um, the president of the United States. This is unbelievable. So you may remember about uh, in August, there was a politician, and her name was Jackie. How do you say her last name with a W? Wall, wall, uh, wall something, Wallerin or something like that. I, I, yeah, I forget. So, it, I just... yeah, she's out of the state of Indiana, Jackie. And she was uh, very well liked and a politician there for a long time. Hey, uh, Justin, how do you say Jackie's last name? It's Walorski. Jackie right. Walorski. Thank you. So in very tragic fashion, this lady, Jackie Walorski, was killed in a car accident Back in August, again, very popular Indiana politician, lovely lady, lots of folks seem to like her, young lady, killed tragically in a car accident back in August. But that didn't stop President Biden from looking for her. (laughs) It's not funny. She's dead for like months. Looking for her in the crowd yesterday. Biden was at some event, I guess, I don't know, some conference, and um, he brought her up. And uh, was introducing her to the crowd, even though, once again, this poor soul has been dead for months. I'm not kidding. I don't want to start laughing. It's It's so bad. What uh, what number is this, uh, Joe Biden? 
Number 18, here is President Joe Biden looking for Jackie in the crowd. And again, she's been dead for months. I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, uh-huh. Senator Booker, yeah. Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Yeah. I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. She was going to be there, but she's dead, uh, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put it up one more time. This is Joe Biden yesterday asking, introducing a person who has been dead for months. One more time. And I want to thank all of you here for in- including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, yeah. Senator Booker, yeah. Representative Jackie, are you here? Yeah. Where's Jackie? Well, she's not there. So I, right. I didn't think she yeah. was. She was yeah. going no. to be here. She's We're looking very for, dead. Looking for her. <laughs> I mean, my God. Come on. Oh my How do you God. keep this guy in power? You got to remove him. You got to get rid of this guy. Well, he sounded pretty good otherwise. <laughs> no, he didn't. He sounded awful. <laughs> Jackie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she, oh, she's dead, Joe. She was going to be here. She was going to be here, but she's, but she's dead, days. yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, that's uh, that's your president. <laughs> where is uh, where is Alec? Is he anywhere near this uh, studio? I, I, I don't know. I think he's out. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, traffic and sports coming up next. <laughs> but right now it's time for the 77 <laughs> WABC clip of the day. Listen to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers show every Sunday morning at 11. By the way, Judge Janine joining us today after Bill O'Reilly at 9.05. She comes on after Rudy Giuliani on Sundays and uncovers the truth. Here, Judge Pirro talks about fat Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, a Democrat running for governor in Georgia, this week told us that everything that we've ever heard about a fetal heartbeat at six weeks is a lie. It's a straight-out lie. I guess we didn't know that Stacey Abrams had a medical degree. This woman comes out and makes this statement. Take take a listen. There is no such thing as a heartbeat in six weeks. It is a manufactured sample designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from her. Manufactured sound? So that men can control women's bodies? <laughs> Are you kidding? This is Sid on Sports. Oh, my goodness. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers on 77 WABC. Sports, of course, brought to you by my dear friend Pete Morgan, the fine folks at Peerless Boilers. Check them out, PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. History in Toronto last night. Justin Ellick has it all for you. Yes, I do, Sid. I am Justin Ellick here with your bottom of the hour sports update. And, yes, he has finally done it and route to an 8-3 to New York Yankees win in Toronto last night in the series finale. Aaron Judge hit his 61st home run of the season, tying Roger Maris's American League record of 61 in 1961. It took Maris every game of the 1961 season to reach the mark. And Judge has done it with seven games to spare a day after the Yankees clinched the American League East title. Judge, in the midst of a seven-game homerless slide, came up at a tie game in the seventh with a runner on and blasted the historic shot off Toronto's Tim Miza into the left field bullpen. You heard the Yes Network's Michael Kay on the call earlier as well, as well as John Sterling on WFAN. But here's what Judge had to say following the game. Well, I was hoping it got over the fence. I didn't know at first. You know, I didn't want to, you know, be standing at home play when it hits the wall. And um, But... Now it's, it's 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 an incredible honor, and you know there was there was a lot of emotions. You know it took me a little longer than I wanted to, but uh, you know getting a chance to add two runs to the board. You know how about Gary get a, get another win? Um, you know it's this is something pretty special. 
Special indeed. Up next for the Yanks and Judge, a day off today before heading home to welcome in the Baltimore Orioles for their last regular season series in the Bronx. Number 99 is not done yet. As he'll go for number 62 and sole possession of the American League single season home run record. And let's not forget about your Metropolitans who grabbed a huge 5-4 win over the Marlins last night in Queens to jump back ahead of the Atlanta Braves by one game in the National League East Divisional race. After an update today as well, they'll head to the aforementioned Atlanta for a humongous three-game set with the division on the line. And of course, week four of your NFL season getting underway tonight in Cincinnati. Bengals are set to welcome in the Miami Dolphins for an 8.15 p.m. Eastern time kickoff. The Bengals are your favorites at three and a half points. For more sports content, follow us 77 WABC Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Here with your bottom of the hour sports update again. Thanks to Pete Morgan and Peerless Spoilers. I am Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Seventy-seven WABC. It's fifty-four degrees outside. Well, we got an amazing guest list about to come your way. Seriously, Curtis Sliwa live in studio. Curtis is always amazing. He'll be in here with me at seven oh five, seven twenty-five. Running for city council in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. We need this guy to win. Michael Ragusa, seven forty, with the uh, Republican candidate for governor. My dear friend, the great Lee Zeldin, eight forty. The highlight of the week, the ratings grabber Bill O'Reilly, 905 Judge Janine. That is an amazing show. Plus Lydia, Beat Sid, all that good stuff. So I used to do this uh, show in Florida before I get back to the uh, the media. And um, it was at 640 Sports. A guy named Steve Lappa was uh, the guy that hired me. And now Steve Lappa happens to be one of the big machas at Newsmax. In fact, um... Pacinelli and Leslie, they deal with Steve all the time. They had no idea that Lapa was the guy that saved my career. Back in 2012, when WQAM fired me for DUI, uh, no one else wanted to touch me. Nobody wanted to touch me. They knew I was great. Very few can do a radio show like I can. And if, 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 you're, if you hate my narcissism and my conceit, I don't care. These are facts. It's not my opinion. These are facts. So Lapa said, okay, I'm going to pay him dog meat, but I'm going to get Sid Rosenberg, and he's going to do my morning show. And he brought me in. And uh, to this day, I'm indebted to Steve Lapa for giving me a shot to continue my career. When Lapa hired me, I parlayed that into the midday show with Bernie McGurk at WABC. That's how important Steve Lapa was. So he hires me at this uh, last job at 640 Sports in a broom closet in Pompano Beach, Florida. And that's how my career continues in 2013. So I had these uh, two guys that worked for me. Their names were Eric Lengel 
and Steve Zemak. They're both in the book, and they've both been on the show with me and Bernie. You know those guys, uh, Justin. What? Never heard of them. That's what I'm saying. Very talented guys. They would drive through a brick wall for me. So what would happen is anytime something happened on the Sid Rosenberg show that was funny or out of character, Eric Langell would add it to a list, and when the show was over, we would run like a two-minute show close. So, for example, Lawrence Taylor cursing out Boomer Esiason live on my show. That made it. Dexter Manley cursing out Troy Aikman. That made it. My daughter, Ava, she was eight years old. She was on the show a couple of times. She's in there. My son, Gabriel, he was four. He's in the show closing. Elephant Boy from the Howard Stern Show and all the chronics that were calling our show on a daily basis in South Florida. They made the quote-unquote show close. You know these, uh, Lewis. Uh, no. You never heard of a show close? I don't. I, if I hear it, I no, I, no, not this specific show close. But you know that there are radio shows that play a bunch of audio, a to start the show and b to close the show. Like, you know, like yeah. a compilation, yeah, right, right? Exactly. Okay, yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. I, yes. So, I'm, yeah. I'm, but I'm trying to get these guys to do more production stuff, stuff like that. Take funny stuff. Play it throughout the day, throughout the show. Keep bringing stuff back. It, it's a great, innovative idea. No, it's like, not. It's okay. been around for 100 years. I, should, we, I, uh, I should, meant... should we come into the, uh, we'll come into the 7 o'clock hour with our new Eric Adams hit song? <laughs> do we have that? Yeah. Yes, we do. We'll do that. For real? Yeah, we're, yeah. but I'm not going to tell you what it is or what, what's in it because uh, oh, you're going to listen to it. Now I'm excited. You yeah. see, now I'm excited. Right before Curtis Sleewa. Right, and it was during, he was the one that uh, initiated it. Oh, so. no kidding. Right. This is exciting. Yeah, we played it for the blue. Played it for the first time yesterday uh, during Curtis's midday hour. And how'd it go? It's it a was, hit. It was like you know one of those uh, VH1 premieres. It was huge. Like, yeah, it was like awesome. you know, when Van Halen's jump came out. Or something, you know, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Cool. But all right, it, well, but it all is... originated with us making making fun of him. Whose so idea was I, it? We started. I, I, Whose idea was I it? I think so. No, it was well, it was a collective. It was a meeting of the minds. Um, I guess yeah, uh, you had nothing to do with it. Nothing. No, I, I mean, so obvious. Nothing. I had a lot to do with it. Uh, they, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, re, they used our drops right. as reference. They right, took, right. Yes, they took the cuts. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's all our stuff. That's right. Yeah. We all the uh, the words he uses. Yes, right? yes. The yes. vocabulary. Well, I, would, I don't know if you would call them words. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Right. They're sounds that he makes with his mouth. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. the <laughs> Eric Adams song was inspired. <laughs> there he is by my former work down in Florida. So this is uh, a little walk down memory lane. This was my show close in Pompano Beach. 2015, the Sid Rosenberg Show, and it sounded something like this. I don't know about you, but I would love to listen to D-Mac and Lingo all day and all morning. <laughs> What's the matter? Toilet don't work? Put it in the box! And Miguel, he, he needs to grow up there. I'm going to tell Al Roker to say Okay. Hey, I'll say I I'll live on TV. Yeah. Sid, on behalf of a, of a grateful nation, thank you, Sid, not for what you do, but for what you appear to do. And I mean that sincerely. She's unique. That's for darn yeah. sure. No, she, I know. She's, she's unique. She's cute, too. I mean, how to bring you back to the days when you and Burt Reynolds were pulling two on ones back at Florida State, yes? <laughs> not so bad. Of course so. Let's all go there. Let's all go there. What was the movie up in Boston? Where everybody was in it. Nicholson, Damon, Wahlberg, Alec Baldwin, 
In Boston? Yeah, the uh, Boston mob. Gangs of New York? Uh, Eric Langell really sounds uh, stupid. I don't like anyone. Gabriel. Boomer's a dickhead. I think Troyton was a queer. John David Booty <laughs> shot Abe Lincoln. Hi, Uncle Z-Mac. Who has a better beard than me, bro? No one. <laughs> For, I, I'm winded, man. Jim Rome doesn't hold my left testicle. Hey, big girl. Welcome to Miami, man. The last comedy to win an Academy Award was what? Philadelphia. Hey, Sid. Yeah. Miguel sounds unusually stupid today. Knows nothing of nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing, Sid. I mean, do you have any idea who played Wet Butler in all seriousness? Humphrey Bogart? <laughs> <laughs> so that is a funny show. Even you're laughing. You laughed the whole time. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> the funniest part of it was, what's that, what's that movie you had to get? Yeah, the Gangs of New York? Gangs of New York? You must have said but, Boston three times. Three times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is, that's Eric and Steve in Florida, and you and Phil, you're no different. Right. Like, you're really funny. Uh, I think they weren't trying to be funny. They just didn't know stuff. And you're the same way, you guys. It's funny. Wherever you go, you get a new show, you get new people, and it's always the same. Right. Well, you, you and Phil are basically the New York current version of Eric and Steve down in Florida. How about that? You're welcome. Yeah. I, wow. If I asked you about that movie, would you have gotten uh, departed? Wait, so it, it's uh, departed. It, uh, is it the departed? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking of uh, the one where they run around and the, uh, they rob the banks. Yeah, I think it was, I thought what it was is that? Oklahoma. I thought uh, it was Dog Day Afternoon? No, that, no, no that's no, a no, more no. recent one. Or the one recent where, one? That was 1973. Or I was thinking of Good Will Hunting. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all the same. Uh, I'm telling you. See, now you got to close. That's, right that's there. That's close. a close yeah. right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. funny stuff right, right there. Well done. Writing that down. Yeah. <laughs> so what would happen after that? Would then the show's over? That's it. We go home. Yeah. Then the next yeah. show would start. Oh, right. Yeah, that so would then, be it. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you follow that? I don't even know. How well, you, then, then, the, then, the, then the theme song starts for the next show. Right. right. Yes, oh. yes. Now, this oh, is all depending out. on whether or not he gets out on time. <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. I used to, I, you know, the show ended at 10 o'clock. I'd stay until 1030, 1045, yeah, they didn't 11 care. o'clock. They didn't care. They didn't care. About oh, that. They didn't care. No, it was great. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. A little radio lesson for you there. I guess Ben Franklin never visited that area. No, he didn't. Yeah. No, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Curtis Sliwa, Michael Ragusa, Lee Zeldin, Bill O'Reilly, Judge Janine, Lydia Reports, and Beat Sid. All today on this huge Thursday edition of Bernie and Sid. I've got Bernie news, too. Keep it right here. More of Bernie and Sid right after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Bernard McGurk. Unacceptable is throwing your beer can on the subway tracks. <laughs> Sid Rosenberg. I don't believe it's a three-man race. Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Let's do this. One of those guys, Curtis Sliwa, coming up next. He'll be at the Columbus Day Parade with me in a couple of weeks. I just mentioned I've got some Bernie news for you. So last night, I go to the America First warehouse in Ronkonkoma. Again, Joe the Box, his lovely wife, Tony, they put on this extravagant book signing. It's a wonderful place. People like Andrew Giuliani, he was there last night with his gorgeous wife and uh, little baby girl, Grace. He's been there many times. Rudy, Steve Bannon, Kellyanne Conway, Monica Crowley, President Trump himself. It is one of the more majestic places. If you're a conservative, a Republican, a great American, a patriot, you're going to love this place. It really is an amazing place. So they were kind enough to give me a book signing last night, and we had a huge crowd. A lot of our you know listeners that listen every day, Lynn Hort, Lisa Ganji, Cheryl Vendito, uh, Harris, and if I'm missing anybody, I apologize. It was a packed house, and everybody was so sweet. Chris McGlynn and his wife, who, by the way, went to Uranus College like, uh, like Justin, uh, just a, a great crowd last night. I mean, the most enthusiastic, America-loving, Sid Rosenberg-loving, Bernie and Sid-loving people you'll ever meet. So I'm sitting up there, and the line was long, signing books, and my phone rings, and it's Bernie. I have not spoken to Bernie in weeks. I did uh, have a text conversation with his lovely wife, Carol, ironically, yesterday morning. And Bernie calls me last night. And I'm not going to go into the details of the conversation. I will tell you it was a very sweet conversation. It was a very emotional conversation. We talked about everything from how he's feeling to some of the things he's heard me say about him, to the possibility of him coming back. Now, let me just say this. He's not coming back anytime soon. I'm going to be honest with you. Not the guy I heard last night. Maybe he makes a miraculous recovery, and in two weeks he's ready to go. He is coming back. He is going to come back. That is our intention. That is our hope. That is our plan. Bernie will be back. Uh, again, the guy I spoke to last night, that guy's not ready anytime soon. But for me, what's more important to me is Bernie living a happy, healthy life. We love Bernie here. He's great on this show. He's a wonderful broadcaster. But the truth is, the ratings are doing great. They are. And the show will go on without him and without me. We've built something special. This show will go on. It's just not the same. And we miss him for the human being he is even more than the great broadcaster that he is. I told him last night, Bernie, just get better. I love you. I love your wife. I love your kids. We're friends for 25 years. I'd love to see you sitting right next to me. But it's not the big concern. This show gets great ratings right now. Great. You got to get better. Just get better. And then everything else will fall into place, including coming back here. Everybody in New York loves Bernie McGurk. I don't go a day without being asked about Bernie 50 times. I mean that. Everybody loves him. Nobody more than me. But I know you all you folks out there, you all love him. He's fighting. He's fighting hard. 
It's not easy. And it's kicking his ass right now, to be honest. But if there's anybody out there who can do this, it's Bernard. Uh, Both of us did cry during the phone conversation last night, both. Now, for me, that's not a big deal. I cry. (laughs) But for Bernie to get choked up and cry, that was different. So he's fighting. It is a tough fight, a very tough fight. But I think he'll be back one day. I do. But right now, that's not my concern. My concern is Bernie, get better. We'll come back with three great guests in the 7 o'clock hour right here on the Thursday edition of Bernie and Sid. Sit in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is not a shelter issue. This is a humanitarian refugee migrant crisis, humanitarian crisis. And so we're going to pivot and shift as it needed. <laughs> pivot and shift. I do the boogaloo. Out of salsa. Pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. First you pivot, then you shift. Pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. The walls. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. Oh. Pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. This is not a shelter issue. First you pivot, then you shift. Pivot, 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 pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. There it is, folks. The new mega hit, Charlemagne the God, asking for it already this morning. Pivot and shift by uh, Chris Libertini and Kevin Drosh, the Eric Adams theme song. Well, listen, I mean, the guy's uh, he's a moron. And uh, it's your fault because you lost to him. So now, because you couldn't beat him, Curtis, you've left this idiot in charge of our city. So I blame you, actually, for all the crime and uh, all the issues in New York City. Congratulations, Curtis. Look what well, you've done to us. Well, we're building a library here. The first one was actually, it's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. With Shakira. Shakira <laughs> in the background. Who's, by the way, being sued in Spain, you know, of, on a tax rap. Is that true? Because of J-Lo. You know how J-Lo oh, hates yeah, Shakira. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, but well, anyway. wait a second. Didn't they work together? At the Super Bowl, yeah, but she made so? a documentary that w- previewed in uh, Tribeca, Jayla, all about the fact that she thought she and she alone should have been on the stage. Oh, is of that the right? Show. Yeah, I didn't know that. Hey, okay. and I say, hey, Jayla, Jenny on the block, legitimately the Bronx, unlike AOC. Shakira is better known in the Spanish-speaking world than you are. And by the way, as gorgeous as JLo is, I maintain that night at the Super Bowl. Shakira was hotter. But let me tell you something, Sid. Yeah. I couldn't be angry at you. About what now, what? Hold on. I'm listening to you as yeah, I'm preparing yeah, yeah. in the bullpen. Yeah. You mentioned this Steve Lapper yeah. saved your career. Yes, he did, yes. I said, hold on. Go to Citizens United, page 27. <laughs> I tell people, if you can't buy it, steal that book or rip out page 27. <laughs> I and I alone saved your career here at WABC. I feel like a gumara now. Well, you feel like, like a Kumana because yes, you won't yes. take me home to mommy. <laughs> you keep mentioning, oh, Steve Lapper. Oh, Steve, well, he put you in a little, you even said it. he put you in a little closet. True. In yes. what, Boca Raton, the sixth no, borough, it, the no, city of it, New York? It was in Pompano Beach on Sample Road. But let me explain something to you. If Steve Lapper, after I got fired from WQAM, doesn't put me in a broom closet in Pompano Beach, you don't have the opportunity to get me back to New York. You, Sid Rosenberg, are a lapdog. <laughs> I can't believe this. No, a lapdog. That's right. <laughs> I can't believe this. 
I'm being treated like a gumari here. Well, and then, worse yet, uh-oh. Remember last week, yeah. because Greg Kelly was so upset at us putting germs on the microphone, I put a condom on the microphone, right? Me and me alone. Yes, you did. I yeah. see this woman down in Florida doing storm coverage. <laughs> she puts the condom on the microphone. That's true. She steals my idea. And by the way, she's everywhere today. Everywhere. And what do I? Ugas, right? <laughs> Bubkus, nothing. Well, that one's not my fault. That's not my fault. Well, wait a second. Uh-oh. You did not promote that. Uh, uh, unlike the many things you promoted <laughs> of me before, I got to tell you, I'm pissed. And then Uh-oh. you're all laughing. Here's you're having a, a good time. Right. And I'm saying, wait. Wait a second. Coolio is dead. How can we continue in this world? Gangster paradise. I can't believe this. What is wrong with you? You're right. No, you're right. It was a horrible omission on my part. 59 years old, the greatest entertainer of our generation. Coolio is dead. So um, for you... Because I know you yes, love them yes. so much. Oh, yes, yes. This goes out to you, Curtis. Look at you. You're so excited. Get up and, uh, you know, Bernie uh, said a couple of times that you would dance at the company Christmas party. Yes. And he said when he watched you dance, it looked like you, quote, unquote, missed the polio vaccine. Yeah, it was unfortunate he said that, but that's what he said, so. That's what he said. Yeah, that's many times. Yes. So, so all of a sudden, you do this great <laughs> tribute to Bernie, and then all of a sudden, you stick this one into me. Well, you're on a roll. Uh, uh, bash Curtis Lee were roll no, today. I didn't say it. Look, Bernie said You it. were talking 61, Aaron Judge. I'm talking Coolio 59, <laughs> dead on arrival. Uh, dead how, on arrival. Now, continue. you stole that. Who did you steal that from? Dead on arrival. Come on. John Lennon, December 1980. Monday Night Football, Patriots, Dolphins, one. How would Cosell? Curtis, this goes out to you. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. Gangsta Paradise. <laughs> what oh. you this is all about. That's right, Coolio. That's a good song. I miss you so much. Well, you know, Coolio, I met in L.A. After the Rolling Crips just broke my left left jaw there in a street battle. No kidding. Coolio say, yo, yo, the Crips got your back, man. Really? The Crips got your back. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, he was yeah. legitimate. He was a legitimate gangster. You are now competing with me and Pat O'Brien for the biggest name dropper in New York. <laughs> What is that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm a Coolio man. Uh, no, no, I didn't say Coolio in that sense. <laughs> you know, people might get the wrong idea here, Sid. It is Sid. You know, I'm not that so. friendly with no, you. No, 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 no. No, you get mad if I send you emojis, like hearts and stuff. You That's get very angry. Yeah, of course. You don't like that. I'm not, I don't go that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I realize there's 72 different ways to sexually describe yourself, gender identification. But I'm telling you, I'm solid XY chromosome. Oh, I know. You leave a trail of bank checks. <laughs> <laughs> All over New you York. cheater on me, but I'll let you know. I want your audience to know. Yeah. That you're not cheating on Italian-Americans. Not only did you dream when you were birthed. Damn it. Why couldn't I be born an Italian-American instead of a Jew? I was so mad at my mother and father. I actually, when I was a kid, I would say, Mommy, Daddy, why am I Jewish? I really did say that. I swear to God. I, I was going that. to Poly Prep. Vinnie Ponte, his parents own Ponte. He's driving a Jaguar at 16. I'm like, why am I Jewish? 
So now I've gotten my revenge. Ah, the yes. Supreme Cougine himself. <laughs> no, the Jujine. Oh, the Jujine. <laughs> I love that. I love that. In that open-air El Dorado yeah. Cadillac oh, Red, right, there oh. was Sid Rosenberg waving to the crowd of Italian-Americans. Yes. I was coming up to rear. They let you way in the front. I was coming up to rear. Oh, you can't be in this parade. I said, who's going to stop me? I'm running for me. Are you out of your mind? Where's Eric Adams, the swagger man with oh, no wait, plan? You were actually running at that time. Yes, That's right. Yes. And, and I, I was high-fiving the crowd. Yes. And Eric Adams never showed up. Never showed up. And all the Italian-American groups gave him a pass, including Angelo Vivolo. No, he did. Not yes, Angelo. Yes, he did. Not my guy, Angelo. Chaz Palminteri gave him a pass. They should have made a big deal about it. I agree. Oh, because, no, no, no. They, they were hedging their bets. Come on. They were hedging their bets. Uh, well, is he going to show up this year? Eric Adams? Yeah. I don't think Italians like him. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Just a guess. I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't matter. He didn't show up last year. He's running for May. You would have thought that would have been front page headlines. Right? Now, remember. Well, wait he, a second. He can't show up because he's woke. He's a liberal. He thinks it's Indigenous People Day. He hates the Italians. He hates Christopher Columbus. How could he possibly show up? He'd be a phony. Well, why did the media give him a complete pass last year? Because the media are phonies like he is. Because they sold out, and yes. your boys, Angelo Vivolo no, and no, Chaz no, no. Palminteri, should have been all over it. You know, this is where you get into trouble. No, no, no. This, no, is, this is Now truth. I'm going to get a text from Angelo or Chaz, and they're like, I know you're friends with Curtis, and I kind of like him, but will you tell him to stop bashing Italian-Americans? No, 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 no. I was at when. When Columbus, <laughs> the Columbus statue, they did their commemoration, yeah. was Eric Adams there? No. no. Curtis Lewis was there. No, I didn't see Ask there. You, you were not there. No, you were not there. Ask you know, it was me, Idala, Joe Piscopo, Bo Deedle. Um... You are going to have to apologize to me. Because <laughs> no, not no. only was I I've there for Columbus Day itself, I was there when they do a commemoration to the statue at Columbus Square. No, no. Oh, man, you are going to be apologizing. No, I do remember you at the parade. And I remember that, again, I was in a convertible Cadillac waving to the crowd on TV, and you were walking the streets like any other schmuck in New yeah, York. Yeah, but I tell you, yeah, when I'm you were in the uh, Salute the Israel Day Parade in an open-air Cadillac, I told you I was going to hot-wire the car and drive it away, which I, I still have the ability to do. Uh, it's an old-style Cadillac. I still know how to go underneath yeah. and, and, and attach the wires, and I could have drove that car away, and you would have been walking in the parade. That's true. But I'm telling you we got to put now if eric adams cops out on the 10th right to monday yeah what about the day before there's the bronx parade in the neck or the day before that saturday the big one bensonhurst 18th avenue He's, oh yeah he can't cop out and we need to put the pressure on him now you must show up now hope uh, crime wave kathy holcomb says she's gonna be there well, she, but she comes she comes for one minute literally and then she leaves but at least she, but at said, least she shows right. yes Adams doesn't even show. Last year, he purposely didn't show. I kept telling everybody they ignored me. They saw, hey, come on, knock yourself out, sleep. Well, we don't care. What if he comes out this year? Then what? Fine, fine. Because fine what? He that sides, makes him a good mayor? He sides against the other Democrats who want to take all the statues down. By the way, Sid, yeah. you and I may have to go out there and defend the statues. There's not only the statue in Columbus Circle. Right. There's the one downtown in Brooklyn. I know because I go in and out of Brooklyn State Supreme Court in the shadow of Brooklyn. Hall. Then you have the one in AOC land, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez Astoria. <laughs> you know they're going to try to take that statue. Oh, for sure, for sure. And to the Albanians, Lydia Serrani's peeps, they stand there with Rocky Calavito, Louisville <laughs> Sluggers yeah. in Belmont, Arthur Avenue. It's a bust of Columbus in the park. 
Black Lives Matter tried to take it out. The Albanians were swinging and winging. Where were the Italians? Oh, we well, see wait, Albanians and the Macedonians. This. The Albanians are the roughest of all the crews, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're tougher than the Italians, right? The Albanians will do things to you. Italians couldn't well, even Well, that's dream right. Of. Remember when Zeke Squitteri, you remember Zeke. He Not was running all, no. the Gambino crime family for no, a while there in the absence all, no. of the guy. He's a name somebody He knows. was on the Palisades yeah. Parkway, right? Sure. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the Albanians and he had a square off. And they aimed it right, you know, that there's that one gas station. They aimed their guns right at the gas pumps. Oh, my God. And they said, Zeke, guess what? We're all going to die. Oh. Zeke got into his uh, car and drove away. He was living in Englewood Cliffs. That's it. The Albanians rule. The Albanian they, uh, they bad do. boys. No, they're the toughest ones. They scare the hell out of me. Telling you, so, so, so we are predicting right here on the Bernie and Sid show, led by Curtis Sliwa, that Mayor Eric Adams will once again, dereliction of duty, not show up on one of the most important days of the year in New York. What, what did it say in the paper? It said that Zeldin will be there? Yes. It said that Hoka will be there? Yes. Did you see anything about Eric Adams? No. No. How come? And how come the media doesn't ask? You going right. to show up, Eric? You going to be at the one in the Bronx <laughs> on the ninth, the day before? You going to be at the one in Benson you know, in Brooklyn again, on 18th Avenue? We, we could have avoided all of this, all of it, Curtis, if you would have just won. I mean, you lost... Oh, you ran a great race, by the way. And I love you to death. By the but, way, but you tell lost, me, tell and me now that, we've got all these issues. I know he doesn't but, care about this. But be city. honest, how many of your friends did you have on these these microphones yes. with you in the morning? Oh, Eric Adams. Oh, he's so great, Bo Dito. Oh, he's so what? Now you don't hear Bill mention his name. Well, not a mention. You're not of really him. being fair. It's not just Bo Dito. Even our dear friend who you and I love to pieces, the owner of this station, John Katsimatidis. They've taken the code of America because they see how miserable this city is. Did you see that <laughs> videotape in Howard Beach? Yes, I did. That yes. had been embargoed by the MTA. Let me tell you the oh, story. Oh, tell the story. It's a great story. So the MTA did not want you to see that video of that savage beating by that cretin with chromosome damage who chased the cleaning woman and security officer out into that foyer that connects the Howard B.J. train station to where you can catch the buses to the terminals at JFK. He savagely beat it. He's smashing ahead into the to uh, token booth. By the way, nobody in the token booth. Smashing it. A guy comes through the turnstile. Uh, he slowly stops. Then he goes back. He's beating the hell out of this woman. She may lose her eye. Yes. She says to Eric Adams, where are all the cops? Begging. Where are all the cops? Begging. Begging. Nothing. No response from Eric Adams. No visit to the family. No visit to her. No visit to Howard Beach itself. My phone blew up on Sunday. All the folks in Howard Beach, half of whom wanted to kill me at one time. Hey, Curtis, you think you could send the guardian angels down here? We just saw this video. They shared it with me. An MTA guy, I can't say where he works, procured the video, sent it to me, and we, the WABC news staff, blew it up. Uh, Noam Layden, um, uh, little Jimmy Olsen here, uh, <laughs> Lydia Serrani. We did the right. deep dive. Yep. We couldn't connect all the dots. I gave it to the Post at 1. They had it up on, at 2 and notice how it's blown up. Yeah. It's been front page So that news. was all you. That was all you. That's right. And it was embargoed. The MTA never wanted it. That happened a week ago. Wow. Now, wow. you tell me, Sid, how the hell did that happen a week ago? They had the video. They sat on it. And it didn't get released. Enough for that hero in New Howard Beach. I'm not going to mention your name. Right. Who works for the MTA. <laughs> yes. Is just about ready to retire and go to Florida like everybody else. Right. Said, Curtis, I know you're going to know what to do with this video. 
Meantime, to all your friends, the Supreme Cougines in Howard Beach, in New Howard Beach, old yeah. Howard Beach. My friends alone. The beach that nobody knows, uh, we call it uh, where the shanty Irish live, uh, Hamilton Beach, not the blender. You want guardian angels now? There's yes. Yes, no cops. Do. No cops. What the hell is Eric Adams doing? What a fake, phony fraud for case. I'm the law and order man. I <laughs> yeah. told you he was a house mouse. Yes, he For did. 22 years, all he did was occupy a precinct. Well, white. And by the way, and by the way, cause trouble. Cause trouble. All the time. All the time. Did anybody Bernie listen Kerry to me? Hated him. Did anybody listen to me? No. Well, I listened to you. I know. I did. Nobody did. I've been with you since day one. You were with yes. me and yeah. my kumbada cheats, Rudy Giuliani. Yes. Other than that, ugats. Nothing. Bupkis. Yeah. Nothing. Well, you're right. You think a lot of people out there saying, hey, you know, um, maybe I should have supported Curtis Sliwa. At least we would have had law and order. My God, this guy took off for the DR, the PR. Oh, we're going to help <laughs> yeah, the I people mean, there. Well, we got a thousand single-bodied, able Venezuelan well, males I, this, coming this, into Orchard Beach. You're coming off, well, all this is true, by the way, you're coming off a little bit like a sore loser, uh, Curtis. You're damn right I'm a sore loser. <laughs> you're damn right, because this city of mine that I love, you know, I bled for. There's no better New Yorker than you. I mean that. In my lifetime, if God's good to me, I'll be 56 in April. You are the best New Yorker ever. You really care about this city. By the way. You really care about the people. Eric Adams, he doesn't care. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yesterday, I was in Franklin Lakes, New Jersey with all the McMahons. Bill Sims lives there. Indian Trail uh, Club, I would say, on behalf of Billy uh, Prema, who's running against Bill Bill Pesco. I love that guy. Right, right. Billy Prema, right? Great. I mean, Big black guy yeah, with yeah, dreads, yeah. you know, from, from the hood, Patterson, Fourth Ward, against Bill Pascal. I said, Bill Pascal, I thought he was dead. <laughs> you know, he's the poster child in the ninth of the congressional district. And people were saying, yeah, Curtis, you, if I lived in New York, I would have voted for you. I said, you stinking liars. <laughs> you would have voted for the man that they all said was Mr. Law and Order, yeah, 22 yeah. years on the police force. Yeah. How many of your friends sit there saying, oh, we made a mistake. We should have voted for Curtis, huh? All of them. Nobody voted for No, no, no. Yeah, I want nobody. Angelo Vivolo <laughs> and I want Chaz Palmentary now to put the pressure right. on this mayor we'll work on it. to pay tribute to the Italian-American contributions. I want him to say, I'm going to save the statues. Nobody's going to touch a Christopher Columbus statue. The other thing is, what happened in Howard Beach? They used to have a Columbus Day parade. No more. Well, what happened? I don't know. And then at Staten Island, they used to have a Columbus Day parade right there on New Dorp Lane. No more. What happened to it? And I went to Syracuse. I helped elect the mayor there. I said to Walsh, hey, you mothballed your Christopher Columbus statue. It's gorgeous. I said, give it to me. I'll give it as a gift to Staten Island. They can put it right there on Highland Boulevard and New Dorp Lane where the Italian-Americans will appreciate it. That's the most Italian-American of all boroughs. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, think of that. Uh, no parade in Staten Island. Terrible. terrible. Howard Beach. I know. I know. See, if Italian-Americans themselves begin to show, oh, we're losing if the tradition. If they get as angry as you are, they then should. something may change. And they call me a mutt. Right. They say, oh, you're not fully Italian. <laughs> you know, that's your mother's side. But yeah. it's from Andrea. Yeah. Your father's Polish. My, the, my Supreme Cuisine friends in Canarsie, you said... <laughs> What is Polish? It's Polish. <laughs> Showing you what yeah. what a bunch of jadrules yeah. they were, knuckle draggers. <laughs> Sit, I'm depending on you, the man who wanted to be birthed an Italian-American. we got to take this fight to save the Christopher Columbus statue, save the holiday, and fight against these wokes. 
and force our mayor to take a stand. He can't have it both ways. I love it. That's uh, me and you, Curtis. We're just do that. remember, who is the greatest, one of the great fighters of all time, who went to Italy to make Italian movies there, Spaghetti Westerns? That would be uh, Jake LaMotta. Nope. No, Jake LaMotta was a Jew. You oh. should be proud of that. Everybody <laughs> says, no, he was a, no, he was a Jew. His mother was a Jew. From Brockton, Massachusetts, I'm going to leave you with that. And a Curtis Lee was super Rocky sports. Marciano. No, no, he was All undefeated right. heavyweight. Black. Marvin Hagler. Oh, speaks, marvelous speaks Marvin. total Italian. <laughs> oh, no, how about that? Yeah, I and he's one that. of the toughest. Hey, maybe he should call up Eric Adams and say, <laughs> brother to brother, you better show up to defend the Columbus statues and defend the parade and defend the holiday. Uh, it, this is all on you, Sid. That's a lot of Since pressure. Since you treated me like a gumada at the start of the show. <laughs> oh, right. Steve Lapper, you right. saved my career. There he is, folks. Hey, 27. <laughs> Citizens United. I saved your career. <laughs> Page uh, 27 is right. 12.15 after Bill O'Reilly every weekday, all weekend long. He's a genius. He really is. He's magnificent. The great Curtis Sliwa. Michael Ragusa and Lee Zeldin coming up next on the Thursday edition of Bernie and Sid. Great job, Curtis. Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. But first, I am excited about a new streaming platform called VidGo. VidGo gives you the freedom to be entertained at a price you can afford. VidGo has all of my favorite live sports networks. They have a great choice of news. All of that for $59 a month. You deserve the freedom to be entertained at a price you and your family can afford. Please go to vidgo, V-I-D-G-O dot com slash bill to check it out. On this Thursday, the pursuit of power, money, and fame is the express lane to hell. That's documented in my brand new book, Killing the Legends, but also expands to the political situation today. For example, Vlad Putin had it all, complete power in Russia. Billions of dollars and every option in this world open to him. It was not enough. Putin is destroying himself, his country, and innocent Ukrainians for what? Nothing. He is waging war simply because he can. No other legitimate reason. Eventually, Putin will go down, but he'll take plenty of folks with him. In the USA, Joe Biden has renounced every single principle he ever held in order to achieve power and fame. He once opposed abortion. He was once tough on crime. He was considered a moderate Democrat. Now he's a far left zealot. Why? Because that was Biden's pathway to power. Fame crushes most of those who seek it. Not all, but the vast majority. It is an unnatural state. And in America today, it is a blood sport. That prevents some smart, honest people from serving the public, entering the arena. And so we get ruthless and calculating leadership. Not good. Back after this. No question there is a concerted effort to intimidate and silence conservative thinkers and replace our God-given individual liberty with big government controls. AMAC. 
The Association of Mature American Citizens is the leading conservative advocacy and benefits organization in America. AMAC gives you access to exclusive benefits and all kinds of great content. Please stand with AMAC at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at at info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good, great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning. I'm walking around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh, Danger Zone. Who would have thought that Bay Ridge would be a quote-unquote danger zone? That's what it is. So, 7.31 on your Thursday morning. Special thanks to Curtis Sliwa. Still to come, Lee Zeldin, Bill O'Reilly, Judge Janine, and Lydia. That is a great show to come your way. But joining me in studio right now is a guy I met at the Metropolitan Republican Club. A couple of weeks ago, I was there for my friend uh, Chris Lenzo. And uh, my, my good buddy Lauren Collins showed up. And Lauren came with this gentleman. His name is Michael Ragusa, handsome kid, all tatted up. And uh, he's running, just like Justin Brennan is, by the way, he's running for office in Bay Ridge, uh, running for uh, city council. He's got all the right ideas, and he's my type of guy. Here he is, making his debut on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show, Bay Ridge's own Michael Ragusa. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Sid. Uh, it's great to be here. It's an honor to be on this legendary show and coming in after Curtis. Cur- coming after Curtis, I mean. Uh, that's tough. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, you're you're, you're actually you know. in between my Curtis Sliwa and Lee Zeldin. That's a big <laughs> that's, deal. That's a big one, yeah. But you're in Bay Ridge, and I went to Poly Prep. I have a lot of friends who still live in Bay Ridge. Many a night, I was on 3rd Avenue, Wavelengths, Hobnails, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. all those great places. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's falling apart. I-, I noticed the area was changing years ago. Mm-hmm. Now... You were in the New York Post a couple of days ago. They've gone like Charles Bronson in Bay Ridge. What's going on? Yeah, uh, so apparently, um, you know, I get things sent to me all the time because uh, for some reason Justin Brennan thinks he's very well liked in the district. Um, he's quite mistaken. You I, know, me I, and Justin Brennan go back a long way. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, actually, believe it or not, my first job ever in New York radio was at WNEW 102.7 mm-hmm. FM back in 2000 when Opie and Anthony and the radio chick, Ron and Fez, Don and Mike were big stars. Guess who worked there for Opie and Anthony? Justin. A young Justin Brennan. Him and I became friendly. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked in 20-plus years. Mm-hmm. Now, you're my guy. F him. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. But, you know, I just want to say the, the guy is not a bad guy. Like a, a person, he's a, he's, a, he's a good person. He d- he does do a lot for Beveridge, but his oh, politics. Did I take that back? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, his politics, oh, you know, okay. we're on the yeah. same wavelength, are way, way out of touch with the neighborhood. You know, in 2020, after the whole George Floyd uh, thing in Minneapolis, they took a billion dollars from NYPD, and he was 100% for it. And then he deleted the tweet 
because he wanted to get reelected. But we don't forget. I have many copies. So of he tweet. is a deep on the police guy. That is correct. Uh, this year, he actually voted to refund the police in the last budget, I think. But obviously, after uh, there was um, riots in Bay Ridge, burning trash cans, old ladies getting pushed over. Wow. You know, yet now to this day, uh, that wanted poster that somebody made was sent to me. Uh, some perp touched a girl. I don't know how old she was on the 95th Street online. The guy took a picture of him, made a wanted poster. Now, with that being said, sex crimes are up 90% in Bay Ridge. I've seen that. Yes. I've seen parents yes. that are, like, threatening people in the streets. Yes. Now, why is that? So, in Bay Ridge, you know, you remember there used to be cops on foot posts. You know, yeah. used to have beef Forget cops. about cops. Yeah, Mike, no. when I was a kid, they didn't need cops. No, no. Listen, every every, every <laughs> tough guy in New York lived in Bay Ridge. Right. You didn't want to ep around in that place if your life depended on it. Correct. What happened? Correct. So, all those guys are pretty much gone. You know, uh, you can thank the FBI also for getting rid of those kinds of guys. I mean, yeah. the na- you know, the neighborhood isn't as... Safe. <laughs> yeah, it isn't as police. Right. Listen, right. I'm not advocating for the mafia at all. I'm no, just but saying they do when they the were around, it, yes. was, it was very safe. But now uh, Justin Brennan is bringing in these uh, ultra-progressive liberal people from Park Slope. You know, they're moving down. The to worst kind of people, Mike. Correct. The worst. Correct. Correct. Yeah, the people with the purple hair and the piercings or whatever. So they're all moving into Bay Ridge because, you know, everyone knows Bay Ridge is cheaper, right? And Justin Brennan is one of them, so... He he just makes the neighborhood. He doesn't care about the neighborhood. Some woman got raped by her ex-boyfriend, and he downplayed it on Facebook the other aye, day. Aye, I have many aye. pictures. How do people still vote for this guy and entrust this guy in this neighborhood? There's homeless people. There's crime. Major crimes in Bay Ridge are up uh, 35%, I believe, last time I checked. It's, it's a joke. It's not the neighborhood I grew up in and I remember. Yeah, me too, Steve. When I was a kid, and again, I went to Poly. I would have to think it was a huge red. Uh, although I don't know. Back then I was a Democrat too, so things have changed. Things well, have changed. Well, I mean, listen, the the, the uh, district right now is purple. Okay, that's why Nicole Maliotakis is playing smart. She's playing to both sides, but not too progressive. She's playing moderate Democrat, moderate Republican. She wants to win, and she knows that the district is purple. Smart. So, Mike, what will you do differently at about the next two minutes? What will you do differently than Justin Brennan to restore the to restore the once great Bay Ridge to its prior dominance. So, you know, I already have plans in place. If you go to my website, if you want to know the whole plans, I have to keep it brief. It's ragu4, the number 4, nyc.com. But briefly, you know, first we need more cops on the street. NYPD has an auxiliary force that is, you know, in the thousands. They can have them walking the streets at night. Curtis had guardian angels in Bay Ridge. I mean, when's the last time you've seen guardian angels in Bay Ridge? Never. Thank you. Never, Mike. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, you know, um, thank God for Curtis and the Guardian Angels. They patrol the streets sometimes. Uh, we need we need mental health programs in Bay Ridge because there's homeless people with mental problems. They're walking around the streets naked, yelling at kids. Oh. Yes, yes. They're not on 3rd Avenue. Not by, not, not by Robbie Sabah's place. <laughs> I mean, come on. You tell me, really? I was at Food Town on 92nd and 3rd Avenue the other I know day. It well. You sure. know it well, right? Yes. I was walking past. Dolce's uh, Botox shop is right there. <laughs> yeah, it's right over there. You're yes. Right. Yeah, I was. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was walking yeah. past it, and all of a sudden, there's a, literally a shirtless homeless man in the middle of the day. This is a Monday. I'm off on Monday, Sundays and Mondays from my, my job, and this guy's yelling at at people naked, smelling. Oh, my God. And, we're, and the thing with Justin Brennan is he's not seen. He only comes to festivals and whatever the important stuff 
But he's like Mayor Adams. He stays for like three seconds and he leaves. I'm bug, I got it. Uh, well, yeah. listen, one more time for folks. Uh, this is my choice. I'm endorsing Michael Ragusa, Bay Ridge. I'm not sure what the district is. I can say we district all the time. Mm-hmm. But he's the guy to save Bay Ridge, bring it back to what it once was. How do they help you out, Mike? Ragu, the number four, NYC.com. You can go on Twitter as well, Ragu4NYC, just like the website. We need some donations. We got to bring Bay Ridge back to its glory. Thank you. Oh, you got it, buddy. Sell it Lauren for me, too. There he is, the great Michael Ragusa. He's got my vote. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. We have a lot to talk about. And I don't believe that one hour the very end of October, over a month after voting has started, that a single debate does this process any justice or respect. You know, she's still defending that, this evil Kathy Hochul. That's my friend. He's running for governor. Great congressman, great Republican, great American war hero, Lee Zeldin. You know, Lee, I'll tell you a funny story. So I'm back yesterday at the America First Warehouse. So last November... You and I did an event there together. It was really you. You were the star that day, but I came out there to help you out. And uh, so I'm there last night signing my book, and some lady walks up to me, Lee. Her name is uh, Mrs. Zier, Z-E-E-R-E, our son is David. And she goes, do you know that Lee Zeldin's mother, Meryl, down in Boca Raton, Florida, loves you? You're her favorite of all time. Will you sign this book for Meryl Zeldin? which I did last night. I sent you the photo. Is that true? Is your mom a big fan? Are you kidding me? She already texted me this morning that she knew that I was coming on at 7.45 a.m. this morning. So she is tuning in right now, long distance from Florida. Oh, that is great. What a sweet lady, Meryl, down in Boca Raton. That, that is fantastic. Really, thank you for that. Okay, see, I played that little uh, quote there from you a couple of days ago. Came up again yesterday. She's not changing her stance. She said, listen. One debate is enough. We know that's not the truth, but amazingly, she still defends it. Yeah, this past Friday, the absentee ballot started going out. Kathy Hochul believes that there should be one debate on cable for one hour at the end of October over a month after the start of people voting. I I have proposed that everyone should get to find out where we stand on the issues before they vote, not after. I know that that's very extreme. That's the word that they use to describe us. If they disagree with us, it's extreme. So I believe that there should be multiple debates all throughout the entire state. Uh, Kathy Hochul, she's trying to avoid that level of accountability. I get it. She loses if she debates. I believe she loses more if she doesn't. And if you want to lecture anybody about democracy – well, you need to be respecting the people of New York by willing by being willing to answer those questions. And on top of it, I mean, she she's not just about you know, this one comment on this one issue, and you know, and that's that. And maybe she's just misunderstood. This is a governor who calls on New Yorkers to be her apostles. She said that we should get the the COVID vaccine to serve her, not as opposed to you know, a governor saying that if you want to get it, get it. If you don't want to get it, don't get it. I wouldn't ever call on New Yorkers to get it to be my apostle. She referred to herself as the mother of New York's 62 counties. Now, I assure you, I'll never refer to myself (laughs) as the father of New York's 62 counties. I mean, she also says that we should leave the state. I mean, she said that I'm no longer a New Yorker, that I get on a bus and I move to Florida. So I think it's a continuing pattern of contempt for this process and for the people she's supposed to try to lead. 
And you made a great point yesterday. This pay-for-play scheme with this uh, the COVID guy, which uh, $700 million, and he gave her $300,000. And while it really looks ugly, and it's certainly corrupt, what New Yorkers have to understand above all of that is it's going to cost them money. You made that great point yesterday. Yeah, we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars that end up getting paid for this COVID test to these donors. You pointed out that the contract was a no-bid contract. The offer was accepted the same day that it was made, so there's no record of negotiating a lower price. California ends up paying 45% less for the same test from the same manufacturer, but what (laughs) New York did, this donor isn't the company that manufactured the test. This is just some unnecessary middleman getting a payoff for being the middleman. And yes, as you point out, New Yorkers are going to end up spending over a quarter billion dollars or so. It's estimated extra because of the additional cost. You know, yesterday she was asked about it. You know what she said? She said that she would do that all again. Wow. She was asked about this yesterday at a press conference, and she said that she would do that all again. Those are the exact words verbatim. She's a sociopath. And I tell you what, Lee, if you just spend time talking about, I'll give you three of them. you got that one with the COVID guy. Then you've got the uh, that scheme to fix up uh, Penn Station, where she's pocketing money. Then you got that ridiculous Buffalo Bill Stadium scheme, where her husband is, is uh, pocketing money. I mean, again, we've talked about this before. In less than a year, I've never seen a politician dealing in more corrupt cases than Kathy Hochul. There's three without uh, getting her uh, lieutenant governor arrested. Yeah, and and listen, real breaking news here this morning on Bernie and Sid, as uh, you know, I've I've done in the past when I have announcements with the campaign. It started when we first announced on April 8th of last year. Exactly to your point today, we have a new TV ad that's dropping. That's exactly to what you say needs to get out there, talking about these COVID tests, talking about that Buffalo Bills stadium deal. So we have a new TV ad dropping today, first announced this morning on the Bernie and Sid program. Love it, love it, love it. Also, while you're at it, the only point she keeps talking about is abortion. Maybe because she's not all that bright and she's corrupt. She needs to be reminded, Lee, by you, of course, that last I checked abortion in New York, legal. A few years ago, they codified far more than Roe. So when we woke up the day after the Dobbs decision in New York, the law was exactly the same as it was the day before the Dobbs decision and nothing's changed. I didn't get in this race because of abortion, I'm in this race because I feel like we need to save our state from New Yorkers hitting their breaking point because they're struggling to afford to survive here and people feeling less safe here. I mean, I believe that, that we, we need to save New York City. We need to save New York. That's what got me in. I'm not in this race here proposing to roll back that law despite my personal views on abortion. The reality is that this, this state assembly – led by Carl Hasty, who's a Speaker of the Assembly, there is a less than 0% chance that he's going to be sending a Governor Zeldin a, a bill to roll back that law. We all get it. They've already codified it. They've codified far more than Roe. And no one here in reality is is actually talking with a straight face about this state legislature sending any governor a bill that's going to roll that back. Everyone else gets it. But the problem is is that there's an enthusiasm gap. People are not excited about Kathy Hochul. A lot of people don't like her. 
there are people out there who might be loyal Democrats. They've always voted Democrat in their life. They just can't do anything, no matter what. doesn't matter what year. doesn't matter what the circumstances are. They just can't get off the line. But they're still not excited about Kathy Hochul. So she is trying to energize them by going hyperbolic and apoplectic with, with her messaging on this. And I think it's very telling that she doesn't want to talk about the economy. She doesn't want to talk about crime. She's not talking about opposing congestion pricing because she supports it. She's not talking about repealing cashless bail because she supports cashless bail. She's not talking about firing Alvin Bragg because she doesn't want to fire Alvin Bragg. I believe that we should be talking about the issues that matter most to New Yorkers, and she wants to talk about anything else. You know, I've got a question about Eric Adams. I don't like him at all. I think he's a lousy, lousy mayor, a- about as bad uh, at mayor as she is at governor, but she's more corrupt. So when you win, Lee, not if you win, when you win, you're going to have to work with Eric Adams here in the city. How is that relationship going to work out? I served with Mayor Adams in the state Senate. We were there together for four years. We got along. We stayed in touch afterwards. It is our job after the election is over to try to work together to find common ground however possible. If he wants to add a dangerousness standard uh, with regards to New York's cashless bail law, believing that judges should have discretion to weigh dangerousness, listen, I agree with that. Let's work together to figure out how to get the votes to get that over the finish line in Albany. That's our job. If you want to uh, oppose congestion pricing, understand it's a little bit different than his position in the past, but he made a statement last week about how the city is getting rolled by Albany. Hey, listen, let's let's talk about it because there's a lot of issues with this implementation of this, this Hochul hike. This congestion pricing scheme is hitting people who already are deciding whether or not to stay in the state. You want to get more people? Yep coming back to work in New York City, you can't hit them with a whole new daily fee like this. And whether it's these issues, it's education or whatever else, if there's any way that we can work together, you got to put aside your party registration. You have to put aside where you might be uh, disagreeing on other issues to try to find a way to represent people. I think that there are a lot of New Yorkers, average, everyday New Yorkers, they're listening to this show right now. They're in their car. They're driving to work. And They're just frustrated with seeing politicians who sit in their quarter, red on blue, and they just refuse to talk to each other. When they're both talking, they're usually talking past each other, not to each other. I enjoy finding ways – to, to prove that wrong, to give people hope. I mean, in Congress, every year, the, the Georgetown University and the Luger Center, they have an annual bipartisan index. They rank all 435 members of the House of Representatives based on how bipartisan they are. The last year they came out, out of 435, I was ranked 19. The year before that, I was ranked 12. I can stand up for what I believe in, and we all should. It's okay to debate. It's okay to disagree. In this country, we encourage it. You have a right to it. But the idea that at the same time, there's just no way that you're allowed to ever agree on anything. I mean, that's crazy to me. Lee, I got to tell you, you sound great. You sound great. You look great. I can see the confidence uh, every day when I see you on television. When you text me, when you come on this show, I'm excited about your new TV ad, too. Congratulations on that. I love your mom, Merrill, down in uh, Boca Raton. And I do not pay attention to the Siena poll. As far as I'm concerned, you're winning. Yeah, listen, that, and that poll is just not accurate. I was asked yesterday <laughs> no, at a press conference, you know, what, they're, they're trying to ask me different questions about the poll. It's just, 
it's just not accurate. I know. I know. Uh, listen, and the, the key is, and I remember 1984, George Pataki's running against Mario Cuomo. The last six public polls that came out, George Pataki was down in all six polls. Four of the six polls, he was down by double digits. This, I mean, we're talking about days before that race, uh, that election in 94. They said on average he was going to lose by 11 and a half. That was the average of the six polls. He won by three and a half. The polls were 15 points off the last week of that race. So, you know, there are polls that will come out and they'll try to, you know, get people discouraged or suppress fundraising or individuals from uh, being excited. I mean, listen, the reality is anyone who's out there listening, you have your finger on the pulse. You know what people are focused on. You know what are the most important issues to the people around you. They understand that we need to have balance. We have to save our city. We have to save our state. I mean, any person can do their own poll just based off of what they understand reality to be. And everyone understands that at this moment, Kathy Hochul is unlikable. She's in over her head. She's corrupt. She's pandering to pro-criminal tax-and-spend liberals. I don't know why she won't distance herself from these people, but that's her decision. She's got to live with it. We just have to do everything in our power with what is less than six weeks left to tell everyone we know doing absolutely everything we possibly can, taking nothing for granted to get our vote out. And, yes, we will win. Not, not if we win, we will win, and then we can save the state. What a great job, Lee. Thank you for coming on. There he is, folks, the next governor here in New York, and I'm proud to call him a very, very close friend, Lee Zeldin. Great job, Lee. Thank you so much. You got it. Take care, Sid. My man, Lee Zeldin, he sounds great. He really does. He sounds great. You hear that confidence? That's your guy. Again, folks, very simple. You want to save this state? Vote for Lee Zeldin in 2022. You want to save our country? Vote for Donald Trump in 2024. Stop laughing, though. We'll back right after this. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right, my friend Meryl Zeldin, down in Boca Raton, loves me, loves the show. Listening right now, Lee's mom. It is 8.05 here in uh, New York City on Talk Radio 77 WABC, and it's 57 degrees, I think. I just made up that number. I don't even know. Is that what it is, Lewis? What is the actual temperature right now? Chilly out there today. Yes, I see 54. Justin oh, okay. just yelled 54. 54. I had to wear a jacket this morning, actually, so which is the uh, first time I like months, maybe second time. Anyway, it was a great 7 o'clock hour. Curtis Sliwa, Michael Ragusa, and Lee Zeldin. And we've got a very uh, entertaining and exciting 8 o'clock hour about to come your way with Lydia Reports and the best of all, Bill O'Reilly. And then, as if that's not enough, in the 9 o'clock hour, Judge Janine, love her, and uh, beats it. So... The, uh, the one-two punch of Chris Libertini. Now, you guys don't know who he is, but I mention his name all the time. All the commercials you hear, all the promos you hear, all those great Saturday and Sunday specials we do, WABC, 100 years, all that great stuff, and I mean great stuff, is put together by Chris Libertini. He is really good. I mean, a great radio guy. And then, um, who else? Kevin Drosch. Kevin Drosch is actually the weekend producer. Right. He hangs out at Cindy Adams' house, which is uh, weird. Yeah. You know, well, I, it depends how you look at yeah. it. Yeah. 
I called Cindy yesterday. She never called me back. So anyway, the yeah, she never called me back. Well, wait till Friday. She'll definitely call. Oh, Friday for sure. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. The one-two punch of Libertini and Drosh. They are aware of what we've done on this show, which is we have put together a library of words that are very close to real words in the English language, but fall sometimes one letter short. For example, handle. Well, that would be handle, yes, hand do. Interesting. Um, but soft, for example. Uh, we did a soft opening. Now, missing a letter, soft. So we about this, uh, this, this uh, large library of this moron Eric Adams and uh, all these words. And now we have put it to song. On the day where we pay homage to the great Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Chris Libertini and Kevin Drosh have put together this, which is certain to be a huge hit on Z100 with my friend Elvis Duran. The name of this song is Pivot and Schiff, like Adam Schiff. <laughs> and uh, here it is, folks. Second time this morning, Pivot and Schiff. This is not a shelter issue. This is a humanitarian refugee migrant crisis, humanitarian crisis. And so we're going to pivot and shift as it needed. <laughs> pivot and shift. I do the boogaloo. <laughs> pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. First you pivot, then you shift. Pivot and shift. <laughs> the wolf. One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. Pivot and shift. Pivot and shift. This is not a shelter issue. First you pivot, then you shift. <laughs> Come pivot, on. Pivot, 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 and shift. Pivot yeah. and shift. There he is, the other mayor, pivot and shift. Well, that's me. Uh, I'm in there. Oh, are you in there? Yeah. So when you well, hear what is the, your uh, part exactly? When you hear the pivot and shift. Is that you? Yeah. That's, oh, you do a good job, yeah. bro. Oh, nice. Thanks. Nice little wow. beat that song, I appreciate Scott. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you do realize you're making fun of the mayor. I just, yeah. Yeah, Which so. is very, very uh, nasty and, and not right. What is he going to do about it? Nothing. Nothing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talk about easy people to go after. Did you actually, did you actually throw the uh, one, two, three boogaloo in there? Uh, that was genius. I didn't do it, but... Uh, well, that was Chris, right? Yeah. Lou loves that one. He loves that one. Uh, yes. When I go out at night, I do the one, two, three boogaloo. Mm. What is that exactly? Anybody know what that is? I've never heard of it. Yeah. No. What? Maybe but you should be fighting something. What is this? Y'all trying to define the way y'all do things the way us. We don't do the one, two, three, one, two, three dance. We do the boogaloo. Oh, there it is. Right. Right. We don't do the one, two, three dance like white people, <laughs> like Sid does. We do the boogaloo. What else does this, uh, this guy say? This? Uh, we did a soft opening. Right. Soft. Path away. Path away. Path yeah. away. Path away. Anyway. Oh, we're going to have to continue to pivot and shift. Yeah. Right. So I get all these messages all the time from people like, oh, my God, I can't get up that Eric Adams stuff. Please keep playing it, please. Did he send him yesterday that was, um, I don't know, Yeah, I, incorrect? I, I, he did the pivot and shift thing again. Again, he, he, he did that? He, he does yeah. the pivot and shift thing every day. That's every day, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He did yeah. It, uh, what was he talking about? What was the context of the pivot and shift yesterday? I don't know, but pip, pip, you know, pivot and shift mean the same thing. <laughs> this is not a shelter issue. This is a humanitarian refugee oh, right, yeah. migrant crisis, humanitarian yeah. crises. Yeah. And so we're going to pivot and shift as right. it needs. Yeah, you do that. Right. You pivot and shift. I mean, that's part of his lexicon. Yeah. Right, I, guess, I yeah. mean, you know, I might as well just say I'm going to pivot and then I'm going to pivot again. Right. So we just spoke to uh, Lee Zeldin, <laughs> and uh, he's running against uh, Kathy Hochul. 
Well, Hoko replaced Andrew Cuomo because Cuomo is a disgrace, and he killed like eighteen thousand people. Um, he's like he's like the biggest mass murder in the history of the country. Andrew Cuomo, eighteen thousand murders. No one cares about the fact that he touched some girl on her back back at his office in uh, Buffalo. Nobody cares about that. He's a murderer, is what he is. But um, he's still coming back. <laughs> you gotta love this country. You know Don King. Don King was a friend of mine. I don't know if you know that. And he had this beautiful office off of Palmetto Park Road in Boca. And I lived in Boca for 16 years. And he would always come on my radio shows, always. Every big fight, Don King was. And he loved me. He loved me. But do you know that Don King, before he made millions of dollars and stole millions from Mike Tyson, he murdered somebody. He literally murdered somebody. So he named his business, it's the truth, only in America. Only in America. So now you get this Andrew Cuomo, who didn't murder one person, <laughs> and he's coming back. This guy's got the balls. He goes on these podcasts and these TV shows and the newspapers, and he talks about like he's been wronged, and I'm coming back. Like he's on his, like Paul Revere, murderous pervert. Andrew Cuomo, here he was yesterday. This is from the New York Post. Lewis, this is cut number 24. The past few months gave me a new perspective on politics, on people, and even on life. I have seen it all, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've seen both extremes, the worst in politics and That's opportunism. You. That's you, yeah. But I've also seen the best in government and service. Oh, I believe at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I will be the better for it. <laughs> and I want to move forward and focus on what is really important. Then you should pivot and shift. I have fought the good fight in government and politics all my life. Yeah. And I am not done fighting yet. Oh, please go away. I'm begging you. How do we get Andrew and uh, Chris? You know, Chris's new show starts the first week of October on that, uh, that News Nation uh, channel. I don't know. They've got uh, Dan Abrams. And they've got, um, what was her name? Uh, I miss all the time. Uh, Ashley Banfield. Wow. Those are the three big shows. Ooh. Dan Abrams, Ashley Banfield, and Chris Cuomo. So he comes back like October the 5th. How do we get the Cuomos to go away? How does? How did he come back? How did he come back, right? How did he come back? I, I, pretty quick. I know. <laughs> and I guarantee he's making a million dollars. Now, that's not a lot. He was making $6 million at CNN, but a million dollars to be a... a, a Thieving, lying jerk, Chris Cuomo. After the conflict of interest. That yes, was dis- which he admitted to. That was displayed on a nightly basis. With him and his brother. Oh, yeah. my God. Yucking it up while the, the, you know, the old age homes were yeah. suffering. Yeah, but all these liberals and Democrats are worried about Lewis. Not about that. Not about crime in New York City. Not about the fact that murderous people like this get second opportunities. All they care about is climate change. So yesterday, the western part of Florida, South Florida, these poor people, some died, tons lost their homes. I mean, Tampa basically underwater. Ron DeSantis, the hero governor in Florida, is out there. He's got he's done everything right. He made sure they were prepared. He made sure every government agency was ready to go. He did everything right. 
And all they talked about was climate change. Now, now Joy Behar, for example, you have to play this. And I'll explain why Joy Behar, from the view, sounds so stupid that it's insulting to any, any decent-minded American. This is cut number 10. This is the quote from Governor DeSantis about climate change. Quote, I am not in the pews of the church of the global warming leftists. This is what he thinks about climate change. And now his state is getting hit with one of the worst hurricanes well, that perhaps, will ever see. Perhaps he is smart enough to recognize that this is not normal. Not normal. Okay. Whoopi. Another moron. Joy. What is the nickname? Do you have any uh, Jeopardy music? Do you have any, give me something, something to really make this seem like a, uh, almost like a talk show type of thing. A little production here coming up here. This goes out to Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Bayar on The View. The final, the final answer worth $100,000. Whoopi, Joy, what is the nickname of the Miami, University of Miami, in Coral Gables? What is the nickname of their football team. Whoopi and Joy, you've got 10 seconds. What is the nickname of the Miami football team? No? Hurricanes, you dumb bastards. Hurricanes. You know why? Because Miami gets hurricanes. Bad ones? I was there for Andrew. I was there for Wilma. What are you talking about? Maybe now they'll realize? Now, Whoopi, Joy, if you told me that yesterday afternoon in Miami or Fort Lauderdale, they received 22 inches of snow, I'd say, oh, my God, something's going on. They got a hurricane. They're called the Miami Hurricanes. Why? They get 20 a year. What are you talking about? What am I missing here? Bill? And they're always in the path of hurricanes. Always. They look where they're located. Always. The hurricanes come off uh, right below, uh, south of Florida. That's it. They're always in the eye of storms. Ay, ay, ay. That's all they care about. Amy Klobuchar. Let's see of, what you bet. Yeah, out of Minnesota. <laughs> she also brought up about climate change. This is cut number one. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterms. Val Demings, number 15, also climate change. You're right. We are seeing more extreme weather, <laughs> uh, more extreme storms. The intensity is sure. bigger, as we are seeing right here with Hurricane Ian. And so, you know, the short-term solution, let's make sure that we have the infrastructure that we need Uh, to survive, to weather the storm. But more long-term, we have got to deal with uh, (laughs) climate change, ultimately. And I serve on the Committee on Homeland Security as one of our uh, priorities. And so we've got to come together, uh, certainly at the local, state, and federal level, and do what we need to do to properly address the intensity that we are experiencing on the ground uh, during hurricane season. All right, coming up, Lydia Serrani. Lydia reports... Then the best of the week, the all-time great, my guy Bill O'Reilly, and then Judge Janine Pirro. A very exciting 45 minutes about to come your way. But after Lou Dobbs and today's business report. There's someone I used to see, but she don't give a damn for me. 
This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Sid, do you know what this music is from? Uh, It is from Stranger Things. (laughs) It's from Virgin Atlantic's new commercial where they proclaim themselves to be the queerest airline there is. Stop it, stop. I'm not kidding. So now the queerest. Oh, my God. So does that exclude straight people like me from flying or? I don't know. I it's a so what they're doing is like the staffers, the pilots, everyone, they can wear like Vivian Westwood uniforms and it doesn't matter if they're male, female, they can wear skirts, they can wear pants. Come on. And then so I'm I'm okay with that. Like if a guy wants to wear a skirt and all these things, what it what it bothered me is they're giving out pronoun badges. So everybody, all the all the passengers you know, you can get your pronoun badge because all the employees will be wearing it. So everybody can accurately identify themselves. You can also call yourself MX. What does that instead mean? Of, instead of Miss or or Mrs. or Mr., right. you're MX. Oh, God. So that means, like, you have no mm-hmm. gender. And they're just, like, talking about this whole we're so inclusive. But to me, doesn't this sound exclusive? Of course. Sound, I mean. Oh, come on. What, what airlines is this? Virgin Airlines, Virgin Atlantic. Oh, my and God. And can you imagine, like, any Muslim? Like, they're really going to kill – how many times do we have to say this? When you go woke, you go broke. A lot of people are re- – like, we're in New York City, right? So we don't care. Uh, I mean, I don't. If somebody – guy wants to wear a dress and this and that, you want to call yourself Miss X or whatever. But – what I don't want it, I don't want to be pushed on me and I don't want to be pushed on my kid. And then a lot of people, though, they they're it makes them uncomfortable to have a man sashaying down the, you know, down the what is it called? Uh, runway in the, in the, they have the well, the runway. Yeah. In yeah. the plane, yeah. you know, it makes them like uh, uncomfortable or if a guy has his down the aisle his, on the, the plane. aisle yes. or if he has got his he's wearing a short skirt and he's got his junk out. Oh, you come know, on. That's going <laughs> <that's laughs> to make. Yeah. <laughs> And by the way, I have flown uh, Virgin Atlantic to uh, London more than once before even went to college out there, and I enjoyed the uh, the trip. I did. Isn't that uh, 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 Branson's airline? Yes, yes. Yeah, wow. But it's like another shtick. Like, why do they have to do this kind of stuff? I don't even understand. I don't know like, either. Right. Just, just make sure the food is okay and, you know, take cash for drinks and up with that nonsense. It's got to be a credit card. And, uh, you know, don't, 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 don't disappear for three hours on an international flight. Keep coming down the aisle every couple of minutes. And don't be afraid to show a hip with decent movie like Stripes. And we're all good to go, right? Yeah, I wish they'd put more effort into that, what you're saying. Like they'd give out free headphones or free Wi-Fi, right. those type of things. Make sure there's no terrorists. Our pilots are the most highly trained. <laughs> oh, wait a Not second. Our... <laughs> Make sure there's no terrorists. <laughs> Well, there might not be because they'll be too offended to, like, right. step foot on the plane. Right. But, I mean, if they're just – maybe they – and what scares me is, like, are they going to just hire pilots or hire flight attendants based on them being, like, this kind of non-gendered type of person? Why are – why why is the radical left so obsessed with this non-binary 
like, you know, Georgia Maloney, the new Italian prime minister, she, I think she said something very profound. She said, the left wants to strip away our identity. They want to take away the fact that we're Christian. They want to take away the fact that we're mothers and we're fathers. They even want to take away our genders because they want us to be slave consumers where we have absolutely no identity. And our only identity is to be beholden to the government. Oh, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll be flying Virgin Airlines anytime soon, but we'll be talking not about this probably on the John Katzmatidis Cats at Night Show. But I guarantee you we will have a lot of lives. You don't want to miss a John's show. Cats at Night, 5 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. We're doing it live! Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, and you are listening to Bernie and Sid. God help you. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. I was just in the conference room upstairs, and um, Mayor Francis Suarez from Miami is here. I'm a huge Suarez fan. Great-looking guy, Latino, uh, speaks our language, our side of the aisle, and I think he's a rock star. I think one day he could be very, very big, maybe even run for president. I don't know. But yeah, he's upstairs. He was very, very nice. He's listening to me on Sports Radio down in Miami, and he will join us next week, I think, on Latino Appreciation Day coming up on Tuesday. So there you have it, Mayor Suarez. Uh, right now, though, it's time for the man that was the best, still is the best, will always be the best, whether it's 9 p.m. weeknights here on WABC or his own site, which is awesome, BillOReilly.com. Great columns, great TV shows, great interviews, the Killing series, Killing It, the newest book, Killing the Legends, just came out on Tuesday, already doing great and, of course, not that far removed from that epic tour with President Donald Trump late last fall. Here he is, the best ever, my friend Bill O'Reilly. Good morning, Bill. Hey, Sid. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm uh, doing a lot better than lots of folks down in Florida. It's funny, the mayor is flying back to Miami this morning because the East Coast, there's no issue. But looking at all the destruction on the West Coast, and you're a Florida guy too, Bill, it really looks devastating. Yeah, I mean, if you live in Florida or California, um, these states are vulnerable every year to uh, terrifying storms. And, you know, I think watching the coverage last night, Florida was pretty organized, pretty well organized about this. But you're going to have people die. Uh, You know what it's like. You lose power. I think it's three million people in Florida. No power. It's pretty hot and humid down there. Yeah. Oof. And uh, then I saw a picture uh, just about 10 minutes ago of a shark swimming in downtown Fort Myers. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's not good. It's you not know, was, uh, I guess the shark was trying to get oh, into gosh. a liquor store or something. Oh, and you just don't want inebriated sharks. You don't want that, no. But on a serious note, you know, when there's a shooting, a terrible shooting, Bill, what happens right away? It doesn't take five minutes and the left starts talking about gun control. So here you have a hurricane in Miami. And I lived down there for 16 years. You were there. That happens all the time. It's not a rarity. It's nothing new. And all these folks, the view, politicians all over the country, they're screaming about climate change. Why, Bill? Why? Okay. So that's a good question. The... 
overarch of climate change is not that anybody believes that the world is going to be cooler if the government puts a windmill in everybody's backyard. Right. That's what they tell you. But what it really is, is having the government dictate the entire economy, giving the government power to run the economy of the United States and other countries as well. They want a socialistic system. They're not going to get it by the ballot. People aren't going to vote for it. But if they can frighten people, like you're going to die in 10 years if you live in Miami, South Beach is going to be wiped out, so you better vote for the far-left candidates who are going to spend all the money uh, fighting climate change. That's what this is all about. It's about so imposing economic socialism. Now, I'm a clean planet guy. Uh, I'm an environmentalist. Um, I actually scolded Donald Trump because he did a very good job on the oceans around the world, and he never even talked about it, mm. never even mentioned it. I mean, the amount of plastic the USA is responsible for, for getting out of the ocean was staggering. And, and you didn't even know it. So I'm for all that, but I also know what the subterfuge is here. The other thing is they also are the press came you just talked about it you're 100 percent right bill they were prepared all the government agencies were ready to go they gave these people fair warning days and days in advance i thought ron desantis did a great job and it took the media bill all of one question one to attack desantis on not being prepared well that's ridiculous and and but the media did two things last night one it tried to bait desantis into attacking biden all right. And that was, you know, the Q&A was they were trying to get the Santa to say bad things about Biden. And number two at MSNBC, which is like a cartoon show now, <laughs> um, the woman uh, said, oh, this is like uh, people trying to apply for asylum in the USA. All these people fleeing Florida. It's the same thing. I mean, you're going, oh, my God, Jeez. you know, how insane. Um, but, you know, look. The media game is to create controversy, create tension, make uh, conservatives look bad, and that was on display last night. So you and I go back and forth quite a bit about uh, Biden. We both agree, of course, uh, uh, that he's not a very good leader. But I I place a a larger scale on him being agenda-driven and maybe even a tad evil than you. You think it's, you know, mostly dementia. He's an older guy. People kind of pull the puppet strings Yesterday, you could not be more right, Bill, when he goes out there and tries to introduce a lady that was tragically killed in a car accident months ago and yet still said, hey, Jackie is here today. Well, she was supposed to be here. How embarrassing was that? It's it's my lead story on the No Spin News tonight. If you tune into WABC at 9 o'clock, that's my lead story. Because what I've been saying to the American people is this man is diminished. Look, my mother was in the same situation. And I kept my mother. She never wanted to leave her Levittown house. I actually bought her a beautiful house in San Diego because my sister was living out there. And she wouldn't, you know, spent three nights in it. Hmm. Okay. Um, and she didn't want to leave her home. But she couldn't operate. Now, some days she could 
carry on a little bit of a conversation, but most days you could not. So this is what Biden is. So you have video of Biden walking around looking for somebody who's deceased. <laughs> All right? Just think about it. Yeah. The president of the United States. Now, it wasn't a mistake. Biden cannot retain information. So you can tell him something, and he'll look at you, and he'll nod, but he can't remember it, which is why almost everything he does is on a teleprompter, is on a page. But it was harrowing when you are the most powerful man in the world, and he's going, Jackie, Jackie, aye. and everybody's going, Jackie's dead. Aye, aye, aye. All right? And not, she didn't die like eight years ago. She died in August. Yeah. And and he's looking for Jackie. And by the way, she died. A, a, she she died a young woman in very tragic fashion. Yeah, in an auto accident. Yeah, and he's a congressman from Florida. So, but even worse was Corinne Jean Pierre now shaping up to be the worst press secretary in the history of the country. Agreed. Trying to justify this <laughs> by saying, "Well, she was on Biden's mind." Number one, Biden is out of his mind. Okay. <laughs> There's not much on it. And number two, even if it were true, it was obvious that he was looking for Jackie. Yep. And everybody there was horrified. They were all horrified. They didn't know what to do. It's like when your, you know, old relative does something that's shocking, but what do you do? Yeah, yeah. And and so when you have this kind of a situation— that's why I don't even think Biden's going to make his term. I think he's going to resign for health reasons um, before 2024. You think he'll resign for health reasons, or do you think the party will convince him to walk away? You can't convince him because he's not really in the real zone. It's Jill Biden you have to convince. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, the uh, crazy far-right nuts are saying that Biden – that Biden sabotaged the pipeline. <laughs> I got a letter. I got a letter. I'm going to read it tonight. He goes, the person says, well, who who sabotaged the pipeline? I go, Jill Biden. She's in scuba gear. We got video. Oh, <laughs> With a little hat pin. Boom. Um, so there's nuts on both sides. Yes. yes. Craziness on both sides. Yeah. But the Biden craziness, has reached, you know, and the press can't protect him anymore. So Corinne Jean-Pierre had to face these questions, you know, and people are going, what, are you, what is he doing? And, of course, she just babbles about nothing. <laughs> She's terrible. You know, you're going, yeah. and I, I get back to the cartoon. This is just a big cartoon. We're going, are we really in the real world here? <laughs> I tell you, if you're Donald Trump, I, I don't even know if, if, in fact, you're wrong. And I think you're right. But let's say you're wrong. And Biden does last the presidency. And then at the age of 82 and completely shot, God bless him, he decides to run again. I wouldn't even know. That's not going to happen. I know. I know. I know. It's, it's a crazy hypothetical, but I wouldn't even know where to start if I was Donald Trump on how to attack this guy politically. Uh, incidents like yesterday. I wouldn't even know where to start, Bill. Well, look, whoever is a Republican nominee just has to run on the economy, the open border, and violent crime. That's it. Economy, open border, violent crime. Look at this. I mean, think back two years ago, America had the most vibrant economy on earth. Every ethnic group was making more money in this country, wages going up. Two years ago. Yep. And now 
This is on the edge of disaster. Because of Biden, he doesn't know what he's doing. And the progressives, with this insane spending, that drives inflation. Do you not know that? Apparently they don't. <laughs> well, Chuck Todd, mean, like, Chuck Todd actually said on Sunday, he can't make this up, that he believes the influx of immigrants will give us more workers and in turn will eventually be the reason why inflation is reduced. Can't make that up, can you? No, I, I want to get a, a haircut like uh, Chuck Todd. <laughs> so I went into my barber and said, can you give me the Nero look, Emperor Nero? Can you just just write down there and I show a picture of Todd? And he wouldn't do it. He said, I'm not going to ruin your life. I don't want you to look like that. It is terrible. It's a terrible haircut. I agree with you. The haircut, I don't know what the haircut is. Ay, ay, ay. But I tell you, you know, Trump was on this station a couple of days ago with uh, Casamitidis, Bill. And forgetting right. about the national scene, he was talking about the major cities. Because what you are saying, Bill, about the country also applies to every major city. Of the liberal ones, of course. New York, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Chicago. They've got the same issues, right? Inflation skyrocketing crime, it's unsafe. So now every big city in this country is falling apart, and that's not Biden. That is our local mayors and governors making November, as you know, Bill, so very important. Yes, and it's a combination. I mean, the, the Justice Department certainly could hurt, help out on the local crime scene, but they won't, okay? And so, yeah, I mean, look, look at New York. I mean, what's Kathy Hochul's campaign slogan? Hey, vote for me. We'll have more dead people in the street and higher taxes. <laughs> Go ahead. That's what I'm going to bring. I mean, I'm sitting there going, what What does it take? What does it take? Um, two things I want to end with, if you would. Uh, uh, Aaron Judge, unbelievably classy. Uh, tremendous uh, home run last night. And I'm so happy for him and his mother. And I was just... Yeah. It's a great New York scene, and I'm sure you'd agree with that, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I'm and a Met fan, and I hated the Yankees my whole life, but this is a wonderful story, yes. Uh, and he is an extraordinary athlete, and, and the way he's handled it, and, and you can tell his teammates love him. Uh, it's great. And then Escobar drives in five runs, all five runs. I know. And the Mets escape disaster, so... I'm thinking that might be a Subway Series here. That would be the greatest thing to happen to New York because we need the morale boost, don't we? Yeah, we, right? need it, we need it badly, right? We need it now more than we had it uh, 22 years ago. You're right with how downtrodden the city is and Adams yeah. and Hochul. Yeah, we need it. We need it. Yep. So we need, uh, we need to get behind our sports teams. And finally, uh, killing the legends, the lethal dangerous celebrities. I'm doing promotion all over the place for it. And um, – it's very interesting that people understand how American culture has changed the way we live today. Stems back from these three individuals, Lenin, Presley, and Muhammad Ali. I thought that might be a tough sell, but everybody's getting it. Even the uh, younger people, you know, who they're running around going Kim Kardashian or whatever they do. I don't know what they do. They frighten me. <laughs> Anybody under 30 frightens me, including my own children. I'm looking at them. Are you really uh, – are you an American or an Albanian? What are you? Oh. I know. I got the same thing. But you're right. And the book is great. I've read it. The book is amazing. And, again, going back to our conversation on Tuesday, here you have these three icons, these three great men – 
who are betrayed in one form or another. And even though yeah. they, you know, two of them are, are gone, uh, all three are gone, excuse me, uh, with, with legendary status, all three were betrayed along the way. And the way you depict it in the book, you and Marty, nothing short of brilliant. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it really is a warning not only to famous people who get crushed uh, when they walk out of the house now, but to everybody. You got to be very, very careful about who you trust. Well, I'll tell you what, I thought about you yesterday. I don't know if you saw this, but the New York Post took an excerpt, an excerpt about the new book from Anthony Bourdain. And Anthony Bourdain yes. was very popular. You saw it, though, right? And he goes, he goes yep. right before he killed himself, five days before, he goes, I hate my fans. I hate being famous. I hate my life. There is a classic example of a guy that had all the fame in the world and hated every second of it. You know, I think Bourdain was mentally ill. Yeah. So that separates him from Elvis Lennon and Ali, who were not. Okay. Okay. Um, but once you get to a point, but celebrity can drive you crazy. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know celebrities who are absolutely, I mean, whoa, hello, <laughs> um, because it's not a natural state. You know, a lot of people want to be famous. Oh, I wish I was famous. No, careful now. Yeah, yeah. Careful. Yep, be careful what you wish Everything for. Everything changes. Yep. Everything changes. Yep. As you, as you know all too well, Bill, but uh, you're back on top where you belong because you're the best ever. I love you. Thank you so much for another great appearance here on a Thursday. We'll be listening tonight, and good luck with the book. You're the best. Thank you, Sid. Stay strong. You too. There he is, the great Bill O'Reilly. That's a heck of a couple of hours here on the Brian Sid Show. Not even close to being done. Judge Janine Pirro coming up next. And beat Sid on this, the Thursday edition of the Nielsen-rated number one news talk show in New York City and the self-proclaimed best talk show in the country. We are Bernie and Sid. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Law, where winning is no accident. I want to rock! Bernie and Sid in the morning on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And I want to thank all of you here, for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Uh-oh. Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was yeah. going to be here. She's dead, Joe. She's dead, Joe. She died months ago. She's not going to answer you, Joe. She's dead. You know, I was upstairs. Um, I told you this a couple of minutes ago. And uh, the mayor of Miami, this uh, Suarez, is upstairs. So I go to meet him like 20 minutes ago during the break. He knows who I am because I did Sports Talk Radio Miami for many, many years. He's a big uh, sports fan. In fact, the Dolphins play tonight. And he uh, loved uh, meeting me. He was great. He's such a handsome guy. 
I mean, I'm the most heterosexual person you've ever met, but I would date Maya Suarez, I think, once. Is that okay? Is that um? You're not the most heterosexual after some of our encounters. That's a good you, point, you, right? You know, yeah. Right? Okay, so fine. Okay, I'm, fine. I'm, I'm evidence, right? Must opposite. be off the air, okay. you Just, jerk. All right, you'd ask me. Anyway, it is the fourth and final hour of today's program, and uh, we are uh, honored right now to have this lady. I love to pieces. I have a huge crush on her. She is amazing every Sunday morning after Rudy Giuliani, right here on WABC, and the star of the five on Fox News every day. It's the great Judge Janine Pirro. Hi, am I on? <laughs> You're on, sweetheart. How are you? I'm. Tra- my dog just ran away. I'm chasing my dog. I'm good. How are you? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. Did nothing, you did you catch the dog? Easy. Did you catch huh? it? Did you catch the no, dog? No, no, no. But you know what? He if he knows what's good for him, he'll try. Tra- he'll come home. <laughs> but anyway, so I was going to get my coffee this morning, so I was ready for you. And the truth is, I come here, you. Ted, get over here. All right. So, um, <laughs> by the way, he's bigger than I am. Listen, I got to tell you, when I, when I heard Joe Biden yesterday or saw him looking for someone who was dead, I said, my God, how much evidence do we need yep. that this man is not fit to be president of the United States? Uh, I don't care if he's a Republican or Democrat. This man is living in an alternate universe. We're the greatest country on earth, and this idiot is running it. Well, how do we get rid of him? I mean, that's the, I know Jill ultimately makes all of his decisions, but because at this point it's become really embarrassing for him, too. How do we get rid of him? Do you think he's embarrassed? If he were embarrassed, he would resign. But the truth is, he's so arrogant, he's so haughty, he believes that, you know, he's smarter than everyone. So he's going to stay there. It's not until 2024. The guy was elected president. Okay. So he's got four years. I mean, you, what are you going to do? Are they going to use the 25th Amendment again? Well, I, I mean, Bill O'Reilly was just on right before you. <laughs> and, and, and Bill did say that he thought that Joe Biden would not last the presidency, that he would resign at some point. I guess he disagree. Oh, what happened now? The dog ate the phone. <laughs> the dog ate it. Are you there, Janine? Hello, Janine. Hello? Yes, are you yeah, there? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, no, yeah. I was telling you that o- O'Reilly was on before you, and he's of the opinion that Joe Biden will resign before it's done. Well, okay, well, let's assume he resigns. Look, I think the decision is going to be made after the midterms. I didn't hear what Bill said, but, I mean, I, I Bill is brilliant. But the truth is they're going to wait to see how bad the midterms are or how good they are, and then they'll make their decision. But they'll make a decision to bring someone else in so that person runs as president. Does Kamala run as president? I don't think so. All this talk about Gavin Newsom and, you know, Gavin Newsom going after DeSantis and, you know, as if he's a player uh, in, in this Florida game. Look, the truth is that they're trying to attack Gavin. Uh, uh, Gavin Newsom trying to attack DeSantis. DeSantis right now is incredible. He's knocking it out of the park. He has been he has been strong. He has stood strong for American principles and ideals. He is not intimidated by the woke mob. And right now he's showing how he is a leader in terms of what's going on in Florida. And my heart goes out to all of those people in Florida. What God bless them, my thoughts and prayers. 
what they're going through, and it's not over yet. Well said. In fact, uh, I saw you at a very good Italian restaurant, Peter Kramer's Mateo's in East Boca, not that long ago in in Florida. I go there all the time. So do you. Of course, that's on the East Coast. They're on the West Coast where they got clobbered. But I agree. DeSantis is doing a great job down there. He has done a great job the last couple of days. But... That didn't stop the liberal media, uh, uh, of course, uh, and the liberal politicians from crushing him, Janine, and saying things like, well, this is what happens when you ignore climate change. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we never had it. We'd never had a hurricane before. You know, that's always <laughs> I'm Let me tell you something. In 19, I forget what year it was, it was a Hurricane Agnes. We lost our home in a hurricane from the flood. Remember, the winds come first, and then the, the waters come. Our house was moved off its foundation. And I remember that what, all we were trying to do, we had, like, no notice, no notice at all. The town was literally wiped out. So this isn't something new from climate change. This is something that happens all the time. And Hurricane Agnes came up the eastern seaboard uh, decades ago. I mean, yep. I was very young. I was in yep. school. Yep. And in the end, you know, what we've got now is just a natural disaster. They can call it whatever they want. But the biggest disaster right now is the, uh, are the Democrats, how they're allowing the southern border to be overrun, not just with people who we don't know who they are. And God bless them if they want to work. But we that's great. But I want to know who they are. I want to know if they're a criminal, a pedophile, if they drink and drive, if they think they're entitled to beat their wives. If they're identity thieves, if they're, you know, MS-13 gang members, if they think, you know, that if they're emptying out the jails and sending them here, that's, you know, that's what I want to know. And you look at New York, you look at what's going on in the city. Mayor Adams, as far as I'm concerned, is has done, he gets an F in terms of grading for how he's dealing with crime in this city. He just gets up, he says, no more, catch release, no more. We'll do something about it. Roll your sleeves up. Stop going out at night to every fancy event you can go to in your perfectly fitted uh, jackets and suits. Oh, agreed. I've been, I've been, I agree. I've, I've been killing Eric Adams for months when a lot of folks on this station are like, oh, give him a chance. He's better no, than de Blasio. No. I'm not even sure he's better than de Blasio, to be honest with you. I think he's the same. No, the impact is the same or worse now. If he had any fortitude, let's say that, if he had any fortitude, <laughs> he would call out Hochul and he would say, look, You don't have the right to talk about crime, especially in my city. What you've got to do is stop this cashless bail. Stop the release of criminals to go out and reoffend. Somebody's arrested for rape, they're released, and they go out and reoffend on five more women. Someone arrested for manslaughter goes out and kills again. I'm not making this stuff up, Bernie. I mean, this is what's going on in the city. And as far as I'm concerned, in the end, if people want to keep their businesses, they want to live safely, they've got to get rid of, of Hochul and the Democrats who just sit behind their ivory tower and think, oh, you know, let the, let the peasants deal with it. We've got our own protection. We don't have enough police, and we don't have a, a, a elected uh, uh, representatives who care about people. All they care about is coddling the criminals, and they turn the criminals into the victims as if we've got to coddle them to make sure they're okay. I don't give a damn. You, give, you commit a crime in this city or in this state, you pay the consequences. 
I don't want to hear about social justice. I don't even know what social justice is. Do you? <laughs> no, I have no idea. That's why I'm going to vote enthusiastically for Lee Zeldin come 2022 and vote with the same enthusiasm for Donald Trump when he makes his return in 2024. You know, you talked about the border, and I play your cuts just so you know, Janine. Every day on this oh, show. Uh, every day. Every day. Yeah, I do. Uh, on, on the five, you're great. And, and you, you do a lot of talking, which I like, about fentanyl. And, you know, we talk about them them coming here, they're taking jobs or getting driver's licenses. Forget about all that, okay? We've got a real war on our hands. Hundreds of thousands are dying from an illegal drug that they push into this country, and you never hear a word out of any Democrat about that. Not a word. Oh, oh no. I'll tell you why you're wrong. About a week or two ago, they're going to double the penalties for fentanyl. Did you hear that one? Yes, I did. Are yes. you kidding me? Yeah, You're going to yeah. double the penalties? Yeah. You get you arrest them and then you let them out. Right. Are you kidding? The more people you let through the border, the more you're setting up the fentanyl artery in the United States. There is a drug trafficking artery that's already done and complete in this country. Keep sending billions to Ukraine while 300 Americans die every day of a fentanyl overdose. Are you kidding me? <laughs> this administration could care less about now the young kids who are going to die thinking that they're eating Halloween candy when there's candy laced with fentanyl. It's an undeclared war by China against the United States to kill as many Americans as they can. And this, this doofus Biden, who can't even figure out whether someone's dead or alive, isn't doing anything about it except sending money to Ukraine. What's with him in Ukraine? I'm well, sorry. I feel yeah. badly for them. I do. But I feel more more compassion for Americans who are in a situation where they literally are dying right. because there's an open door for people to well, bring in well, drugs to kill them. Well, you know, Janine, the Ukraine thing, one word, Burisma, he's compromised. His son made yes. a ton of money. So did he. So, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure whether he really feels badly for those people or he's been put, he's been put in a tough situation because he's made a ton of money on those folks. A ton. You know what? I got to tell you, the prosecutor in me is absolutely screaming, yes, yes, yes. The, uh, you know, and you know what's interesting? When they started sending billions to Ukraine or, um, or hundreds of millions, and it's probably billions at this point. I don't know. I have to check that out. But, you know, Nancy Pelosi goes over there. Jill Biden goes over there. What the hell are they going there for? What's going on there? <laughs> what's going on? You fill in the blank. Okay. <laughs> I can't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm looking for Ted. I'm looking for Ted. Meanwhile, my coffee's probably cold at Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) And I'm looking for Ted. Go, go. Go find your dog. Enjoy your coffee. You are brilliant again. You're great every Sunday. You're great every day on TV. I love you to pieces. I love you too. All right. Take Take care. Keep the faith. You got it. (laughs) She's great, man. She she is really, really smart, and her enthusiasm for this country is infectious. Are you a big uh, Judge Anine fan there, Lewis? <laughs> if, I, if I wasn't, I'd be scared not to be. I know, right. Yeah, yeah. She will do that to you. She'll put the fear of God in you. I like that. Is there I any, like that. Is there anybody more real than her? No. She's hilarious. Nobody. Yeah. She's hilarious. The dog so is smart, loose. Too. The coffee is cold, and the dog is <laughs> loose. And I got to talk to Sid, who I called Bernie once, and, you know. <laughs> I feel like running out there and helping her find the dog. <laughs> I've had that. My, my dog, Lucy, who died in uh, 2014, she uh, escaped once. And I was living in New Jersey, 
and I was living in Tenafly, and I used to bring her to this place. They would, uh, it was like a doggy hotel. They would groom her, you know. She hated it there. So she would, like, start to whimper on the way there like a kid would do on the way to school. I swear to God. So one time she escaped. So I get a call. I'm at the fan in Astoria. Uh, listen, we got bad news. Lucy ran away. I go, wait a second. What do you mean she ran away? You're, you're, you're watching my dog. What, what do you mean she ran away? What were you guys doing? No, no, no. She got very aggressive. I'm like, what do I pay you for? Well, where is she? Well, she's on Route 4. I go, what do you mean she's on Route 4? That is a business cars. Yeah, that's, that's right. She's, uh, she's on Route 4. What a great state. Look, I got to run, and I'm running. I'm zigzagging in between cars like O.J. Simpson in a Hertz commercial trying to get to Lucy. You know, I eventually got her, and I swear to you, I'm not exaggerating, her and me came dangerously close to being hit by vehicles, I would say, ten times. And it took me an hour to finally retrieve her because this place let her run, and she ran wild, not in a park, not in Englewood, New Jersey, outside Route 4. On a highway. <laughs> yeah, on a highway. Beautiful. So whatever Janine is going through right now, I don't think it's nearly as bad. I don't, But I don't know. I'm not there. So. I thought you were going to tell me she called in to discuss uh, Giants Jets. <laughs> Aaron Judge. Right, yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, we need a contestant right now for Beat Sid. Your chance at cash and prizes. Once again, thanks to the generosity of Pete Morgan and the fine folks at Peerless Boilers. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. That ends our run. A big-name guest today. And they were big. Curtis Sliwa, Michael Ragusa, Lee Zeldin, Bill O'Reilly, Lydia Serrani, and Judge Janine. No need to ask yourself why I'm number one. I just told you. We'll come back more on a Thursday right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bernard McGurk. Bernard has been a friend of mine for so long. And Sid, you too. Sid Rosenberg. Not good. Great. Bernie and Sid in the morning. I love you guys. I listen to you every morning and walk around the house laughing my butt off. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Who let the dogs out? Oh, no. Who let Janine Pirro's dog out? Where's Teddy? I just texted her. I told her she was hysterical. I just told Margaret the same thing. She is hysterical. And uh, did you find the dog? And she hasn't gotten back to me. So when um, <laughs> let the dogs out, Lewis, you are such a genius. When I get a text back from Gene, I'll let you know. I do want to thank one more time Joe the Box and his lovely wife Tony for that really amazing book signing they put on for me last night at the America First Warehouse on Long Island. It was a, it's an amazing place. You should all go there. If you don't believe me, ask Andrew Giuliani. He was there last night with his beautiful wife and little girl, Grace. Ask Rudy, Tina Forte, uh, Monica Crowley, 
any one of these folks. It's an unbelievable place. And a lot of the real diehard Bernie and Sid fans, I mean the ones that start Instagramming me at 5.30 in the morning. Let's go. I'm ready. You know, people like uh, Lynn Hort and uh, Lisa Ganji and Cheryl and Kim. And I don't leave anybody out, so I'm going to stop there. But uh, for women, by the way. But uh, the guys were great, too. And all these couples were so cute last night. And it was just, they were so happy to meet me. It, it, you know, it's it's still surreal for me that um, it's like that. But, I, I, you know, I say this all the time. The mornings, that's intimacy. It's first, like your first love, like your first. But you know what I'm saying, Lewis, right? So <laughs> Me, yes. You get up in the morning, you have your first cup of coffee. And maybe I'm the first voice you hear every day. That is intimacy. So that's when you start to develop this really great relationship. And our listeners are great people. My driver, Fred, was there last night, the great Fred. And uh, folks got a kick. He got a, actually got a standing ovation. Freddie, my driver. No kidding. Yeah. And then when the night was over, after this great book signing, we actually taped an episode of Wise Guys, which will air Saturday night on Newsmax, uh, Johnny Tobacco's show. Him and his girlfriend, Cara Kachanova, me and Andrew Giuliani. So you can watch that on Newsmax come Saturday night. It was great. You know, I, um, I'm back at a house. I lived in an apartment for many, many years in Manhattan, two years down by Wall Street, four years Upper West Side. I've got a house again, and I'm loving it, loving every second of it. But I have an issue when it comes to decorating. For example, I lived in Boca. I had a guy who lived on my block. Ironically, he was in Radio 2. I was hosting a morning show in Miami. He worked for Clear Channel. He was in sales. His name was Tommy. Single guy, million-dollar house, which in Florida is a lot of house, by the way, a lot of house. And... um. All he did basically was work and party. Super guy. So he would put up his Christmas decorations right after Thanksgiving, which is normal. You know, Santa waves at the parade here in New York. We start the season. I don't know. Opening day baseball. Now we're in April. I'm driving by Tommy's house. There's Frosty. There's <laughs> Santa. Still right there on the front lawn. So one day I stopped Tommy. I go, hey, Tom, not that I care. You know, you're a great guy. You're like one of my best friends. But it looks kind of silly. Like, my, my son was too, Gabe. And my son asked me, why does that guy have Santa Claus out on the lawn when it's April? July 4th. Yeah. <laughs> and Tommy says to me, he goes, why not you mind your own business? I said, well, I like you. We're friends. We're good friends. But now you got me a little aggravated. It's my business because you live on my block and it looks stupid. Take the damn Santa Claus down. It's April. Did you do that? I swear to God. We don't talk anymore, by You're the way. Good. You're yeah. good friends. Yeah. This is my drill business. Look, we, were great. we went out, went for dinners, had radio events together. I love the guy, but he got my dander up. You get my dander up, it's all over. And then I can't control myself. I'm a child. I know. That's why that dander operation was pretty <sighs> good to you know. So now I'm driving through Howard Beach over the weekend, and I see this house. And this guy must spend, I don't know, 50000 on Halloween decorations. He's got a long staircase, and standing on the staircase are life-size blow-ups of Freddy Krueger, Jason from Friday the 13th, Michael Myers from Halloween, Joe Biden. (laughs) That was a joke, actually, but... But you know, where, where, where am I? Watch me. 
come on over here. Hello, say hello to Jackie. She's dead. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm dead, too. I don't know it. So this guy, he is, he's loaded to, it, it's, it's a, it looks like a haunted house. So I say to Danielle, Danielle, so I start the conversation. That's easy, you know. Yeah, good job. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. I go, isn't it kind of early to be? No, no, no. Once the fall comes, once the leaves start to change, you can put the pumpkin out. I go, who said this? What book is this in? How do you know this? How do you know what's the right day to do? I know. <laughs> And at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to shut my mouth because I, I just I want to sex tonight. And I don't want to argue know. about, you know, right. want to decorate the house. I mean, yeah. oh, Janine Pirro just texted me. Yeah, okay, thank God. She said, that effort, and she cursed, that effort is big. I finally dragged him into the car. She's still talking about the dog? Yeah. Okay. He wouldn't move out of the driver's seat, uh, Ted the dog. So I had a half stand in my convertible. <laughs> sit on him to drive backwards as traffic passed me on my left. <laughs> can you see her not Jeez, doing that? I yeah. can see it. I can see it, right? Yep. Judge yep. Janine Pirro and Ted. It's a happy ending. <laughs> what a lunatic. Oh, God. So, so anyway, the, the, the whole story is uh, if you want to decorate your, your house, Halloween, uh, Danielle says it's okay. By the way, what a, one of the dumbest holidays anyway. You don't like Halloween? Oh, oh, what's the matter? Do you like the Scrooge, man? No, Halloween. It's a, it's a great Halloween. It's a great Halloween. Not for adults. I no, say this for you. It, it's for kids. Yes. When yes. adults go to a, go to parties and you dress up and you're an adult, you're a loser. It's so it's a loser. Stupid. I used to be a member of this uh, this Boca Raton Beach Club, you know, down in Florida. My wife had a brilliant idea. Let's spend two hundred thousand to go to the beach in Florida. And, uh, you know, all these uh, young couples and very successful, lived in big homes, and they're all coked up and drunk and, like, dressed as, like, uh, pebbles and Bam Bam, you know, on a sudden. Like, what are you doing? It's so ridiculous. You know, well, that's because you don't like to have any fun. Yeah, that's right. You're a Scrooge. I'm a bad guy. Right, right. I'm a Scrooge. Right. Now, my kids, like, I still am okay taking Gabe trick-or-treating, and he's 13. I'm about to stop that, but I'm still okay with it. It's cute. And I do buy – I bought a ton of candy this year. If you come to my house – I'm going to take care of you. I, I like all of that. But you're right. It's for the kids. When you adults do it, you ruin it. I've been to parties. Where, what was the, the, the I, I went. I saw 18 judges in judge robes last year or two years ago. Are you sure you weren't in court? No. I was, yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. I'm like, wait a second. I just came out. <laughs> it's just dumb. Now, well, whose party was this? Some friend's house. Yeah. It's just stupid. And they, they're, oh, you're a judge, too. Oh, huh. Aye, aye, aye. Real, it's, Aaron Judge would be good right about now. We oh, never tied the record. Yeah, you tied. can see 20,000. Oh, 99s everywhere. Yeah. So, anyway, are you, do you decorate? You an MJ? Do you decorate the. Uh... Yeah, we're, we're in an apartment. Thank God, no. Well, you have a terrace, don't you? Yeah. Well, so you could put like a, something on the terrace. I don't know. Like, a, I don't know. Like what? Uh, I don't know. You, don't you put like Christmas lights on the terrace? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so put something Halloween, because put a pumpkin a, out there. Because that's a real holiday. Okay, Christmas. what about a pumpkin? Okay, we'll get a pumpkin. All right. So I can don't do it, it for me. I think, it's, <laughs> I just think it's the stupidest holiday. I don't All right, even fine. Right. I'm going to go as Joe Biden this year. Well, 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 I think it's great. stupid, too. i got to be honest. Taxes on small business won't go. But this guy's house looked awesome. His house was amazing. Yeah, and I, I, who has the time? To I get, don't know. To, to, the the time, to do the that. money. Make, I don't get it. Oh, look, yeah. he's got Freddy Krueger on the front line. I better stay away. My but, sister lives in Mill Basin in Brooklyn. We drive around to all these homes. They were decorated like like they do like for like, like Bay Ridge for Christmas. You got to drive around Bay Ridge during Christmas. It's like Audio Dallas neighborhood. It's gorgeous. 
They also get way carried away. They spend like a hundred thousand dollars on lights. Yeah, it's a so, little no. Yeah. But Christmas, uh, Christmas is the best. Eh? I get into Christmas a lot. It's awesome. Well, because Jesus was was. What, so was the guy from Saint? Oh, what's his name? Saint Halloween. Saint, what's his uh, name? Saint Elsewhere. What? Right. <laughs> I, don't know. I didn't even know what you're talking know. about. My father Calvin? told me before he died that Halloween is a Goyish holiday. It's not for Jews. And I said, Dad, you took me trick or treating. For like 30 years. What are you talking about? It's not for Jews. He said, I'm just telling you, it's a, it's a, a Catholic holiday. It's some saint or something. I don't know. So I don't have to give out bagels. Or you didn't know yeah, this? Good. No, I don't. I, I don't. For Halloween, it's... Yes, it's, what is the saints? It's, it's for All Saints Day, oh. which is the last day of, of uh, October or something. And that, yeah. that's about all, all over I know it. about it. So it's every saint. Because it's... Could be St. Patrick. Could be St. Peter. Yeah. Could be the New Orleans saints. Right, saints. Right. This is about the dumbest conversation we've ever had. Yeah, well, it's a stupid <laughs> holiday. That's why. It's okay. Dumb. Well, all right. It's dumb. What are you going to go as this year? I'm not going as anything. Okay, I hate. The, right. I hate the holiday. Okay. Why? It's so nice. It's so fun. No, I what like to drive by people's houses and look at the decorations, but I want nothing to do with it. Nothing. No, nothing. Yeah. Not one. Thing. Nothing. Nothing. Now it's time to beat Bernie. It's time to beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to be Bernie. You like that I did that, Lou? Turn it on turns, my. It turns me on to a slight degree. Turn on my mic before I grab it and yank it around and scare yeah, you I a see little that. bit. Yeah. I see it, yeah. Uh, don't be nasty. Save yourself. God. It is time for the Peerless Boilers. Uh, not beat Bernie today. Beat Sid. Beat Sid. Peerless Boilers contest. Again, sponsored by Peerless Boilers. Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com. PavilionTankless.com for a dealer near you. They are America's best built boilers today. Bob in Mercerville. What's going on, Bob? Hey, Justin. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you, buddy? I'm doing well, doing well. Love the programming, love the show. You guys do a wonderful job. Well, thank you very much, my friend. We uh, we do have a good amount of fun with it. And, uh, you know, sometimes uh, we're miserable, but not today. That's, mm, that's okay. 70%? 70-30, right, yeah, Lou? Bad something. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, it really all depends what kind of mood uh, the big guy's in, you know. <laughs> I'm talking to I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm trying to teach you. Anyway. Anyway, the big guy, Lou, you in a good mood today, Lou. The big guy, he's talking about no, you. No, no, would never be me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Please. I appreciate it. Please. Big in personality, Lou. You're very big in personality. Everybody Thanks. know their role. Yeah. Everybody stay in their lane. You too, Bob. Jeez. Okay, All right. I will. All right, Bob, you ready to go? Oh. All right, let's take him easy. Well, take yeah, easy, well, Justin. they're already done now, so there's no, there's no oh, going back. Thank you. All right, here we go, number one. NFL prospects at the NFL Draft Combine run what dash, roughly the distance they'd have to run to cover an average punt? 40 yards. Hey, now. Hey! Attaboy, Bob. Off to a hot start. One for one. Yeah. Pro wrestler. Pro wrestler. Pro wrestler. How about that? Pro, pro wrestler Andre the Giant body slammed the role of Fezzik in what 1987 film? Oh, boy. You got me. Oh. I, I have no clue. Oh, it's a classic. It's a classic. The Princess Bride, Lou. Yeah. You know it. Princess Bride. I would have never gotten that. No. no yeah. Wait. Wait. Inconceivable. Anyways, on to number th- one for two. On to number three. Who was the uh, comedian that posed with a model of Donald Trump's bloody decapitated head in 2017? Oh, 
boy, that was the gal on uh, Saturday Night Live. And, mm-hmm. uh, hmm. What's her name, now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank on that. Little detail. <laughs> Little detail we need here. All right, no guess? Yeah. No guess, Bob? No. Uh-huh. Uh, no, no guess. Uh-huh. No guess. Uh-huh. Wrong, you two-legged bag of anthrax, you be Jesus. Kathy Griffin would be the correct answer. Ah, uh, yes. Miserable person. Miserable, Miserable person. Yes. Exactly. Not even worth remembering your name unless you're trying to no, win a trivia no, exactly. game. We, we would have accepted exactly. that, too, as <laughs> Yeah, yeah. One, okay. one for three, Bob, on number four. In 2000, what Indiana University basketball coach was accused of choking a player during a 1990, 1997 practice? Oh, boy. He's the chair thrower. Uh, mm-hmm. Come on, he's legendary. Uh, legendary, yeah. Legendary. Mm. Ah. Well, not legendary enough for mind. you, Bob. Wrong, you two-legged back of anthrax should be Jesus. Bob Knight would be the correct answer. Bobby oh. Knight. All right, yes. hey. Of course. Here we go. Uh, in an attempt to go two for five, the final question. Yes. Number five. Billy Bob Thornton played a Texas high school football coach in what 2004 film? Oh, mm. Ah, she was. film. Mm. Mm. Uh, Give it to I, me I straight, Bob. I remember him in the, the Krabby Santa Claus, but... Uh, nope. That's not going to be it. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I'll give you the correct answer uh, once Sydney gets it wrong, because he's right. back in the studio now. Bob, we'll keep you on hold for uh, about a minute or two. Oh. Whatever it is. I don't okay. get it wrong. I don't understand. Uh, well, because you usually check out by, like, question I two did. or three. All right. So... Question five is usually out of a question for you. You know, you know what I'm saying? No chance. No. Uh, do you think you're ready to win the game? Today? Yes. You have to only get two answers right. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Start the game. And we don't look like you're well, ready. Yeah, we just look a little Who's this uh, Eddie the Fish? On uh, TikTok that Joe Nunziata sent me. Eddie the Fish. He's uh, an Italian. I see, the, I see the flag of Italy. I don't, I don't know. Well, he was Ask in, the damn question. I, I could do two things at once. He was in a trunk, and they took him out, and now he's <laughs> serving pizza. Is that what it is? Yeah. That's he's it. carrying that thing at the uh, the Gilio thing that uh, Nunziata does. Ask the question. You keep it out of trouble. Are we ready? Yes. I, Ask I'm, the question. I, I'm not. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> NFL prospects at the NFL draft combined. Combine, Jesus. Wow. God, what's wrong with you? You are no Wink Martindale. No. That was terrible. <laughs> NFL prospects at the NFL draft combine run what dash, roughly the distance they'd have to run to cover an average punt? 40 yards. Hey, now. What? One for one. Look at that street in Florida. It looks like a river. Yeah, well, it is a river. Uh, right now. Now, it is. now it's a river. Yeah. That's Orlando. Mm. Ay, ay, ay. Smell you later. Yeah. Anything you know and love. Going down the river. All right, uh, one for one. <laughs> That's the caring Justin right there. Number two, pro wrestler Andre the Giant body slammed the role of Fezzik in what 1987 film? Oh, my God, I uh, I don't know. He, he had acromegaly. It was a terrible disease. His hands and his uh, face. That has nothing to do with the Yeah, I know. I uh, the movie was... Come on. Uh, Gone with the Wind. No. no. Andre the Giant wasn't a Gone with the Wind? No. no. Very close. Come on, rodents of unusual size, inconceivable. No chance. The Princess Bride. Okay. Even I know that one. Oh, well, see, you're the only one that knows I that one. I was born yesterday, literally. <laughs> one, uh, one for two. On to number three. Frankly, who, Justin, I don't give a damn. <laughs> who is the comedian that posed with a model of Donald Trump's bloody, decapitated head in 2017? Oh, the red-headed girl. What's her name again? Oh, she's such a uh, douche. Uh, Kathy Griffin. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, we do have a winner of today's game. I His don't name. Like, I don't like her very much. I don't know. 
We don't either. His name is Sidney Rosenberg. He's yeah. a winner. He's yeah. a winner, everybody. He's a winner. We're very proud of him. Under number four, two for three. In 2000, what Indiana University basketball coach was accused of choking a player during a 1997 practice? My guy, the great Bobby Knight. <laughs> you know, he coached at Army with what great Duke basketball coach was on his staff? Krasinski. What'd you call him? Ted Krasinski, like the bomber? How about Mike Krzyzewski? Mike Krzyzewski. Bill Parcells uh, also an I said it like it should be pronounced, like it's spelled. Oh, I understand. You know what I'm saying? It's very funny. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Billy Bob Thornton played on Texas high school football coach in what 2004 film? Is that the one with Keanu Reeves? No. No, no. Uh, And it wasn't uh, with Mac. uh, 2004. Uh, Jeez, I don't even know the... uh, uh, Give me a hint. Uh, they made a TV show out of it. Okay, Dawson's Creek. No. Oh, wrong. You two-legged pack of anthrax. Friday Night Lights would be oh, the correct Oh, that's such a great show. Great movie. Great show. Great okay. movie. Uh, great story. Answer yeah, that again. He played Pacey. Booby Miles. <laughs> you remember the story of Booby Miles? I do remember Booby Miles. Come on, Miles, now. Right? You know, the one that uh, kills me every time, though. I swear to God, I cry like Brian's song. Is the Denzel Washington one. Uh, when the we, uh, the white kid gets in the car accident, remember yeah. the Titans. Are, remember the, yeah, Titans. the Titans. Oh, that that's is such a, a good movie. Yeah, that's an even better football. That movie. is a great movie. It's Denzel great is great in that. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, I, I go home now. Uh, no, uh, oh. you got a few more minutes, but I get to leave now, and uh, I'm Justin Ellick. So, see yeah, you later. Bob we know you do. So you have a shirt that actually says I'm Justin. I know. Ellick. I know. We just got like fat that, uncles right, and right. aunts wearing his I'm Justin Ellick shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hello, Bob. How are you? Hey, Sid. Very well. Yourself. I can't complain. Thank you, buddy. God bless you. It's, it, it's, a, it's a pleasure speaking to you. This is the first time I have an opportunity to actually speak with you, and it's on Beat Sid. Uh, so I don't feel that big. No, no, listen. It's, five, it's, it's great to talk to you. God bless you. You're a great American. Thank you for listening to uh, me and Bernie. And uh, thank you for playing today's game. And you stay well, be healthy, and enjoy Halloween. Sid, we love your passion. It comes through the... Radio loud and clear. Uh, thank you, loud Bob. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank what a good guy. Thank you, Bob. That's I love Bob now. He's a good. He's a good <laughs> That's a good man right there. That's a good American. Yes, love he him. celebrates Halloween. Then I, now I love it. Now you love Halloween. Scary. <laughs> 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 come back with Monster Mash. We'll come yeah, back and wrap yeah, it up yeah, right after this. Kill me. Beat Bernie. Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on seventy-seven WABC. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Now we're talking. Frankie, get up and dance. Please don't have this. Frankie, get up and dance. Yes, I'm looking at you, Diaz. Do the monster man. I was working in the lab. Like Jack and Carl is doing. Look how cute you look. Oh, there you go, Frankie. Look at this. This is fantastic. Frankie's doing the Monster Mash, Jackson Carl. I'd love to see Biden do the Monster Mash. It won't be lost. <laughs> oh, look at Jackson go. Wow, that's actually really good. You know, Jackson was one of those girls at the Marlboro Theater in Bensonhurst at midnight watching the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That was her, right? I know, I can tell. Very good. And Deb Valentine, look at this. Watch me. <laughs> nice, Deb, nice. See, they're all pumped behind. They're all cute, by the way. All of our people are so cute here. Everybody loves the show today. I'm getting like a million. Was it that good today? 
I'm getting like a million messages. If Frankie said it was just okay, so. Yeah, well, you know. I'm getting like a million messages. Anyway, I had fun. I liked it. I thought it was very good. You guys are great. We got a bunch of really great guests today. Great guests. I forgot who they were already. Curtis Sliwa. Uh, the kid Mike Ragusa, both for him in Bay Ridge over Justin Brennan. We had Lee Zeldin. He was great today. Bill O'Reilly, fantastic. Judge Janine. Lydia. Uh, Lewis. What can I say about you? You're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you've always been one of the smartest and in terms of instincts, radio, the best I've ever seen. And now with Bernie not here, you picked up a tremendous amount of slack in that respect, and you've, you've been great, so thank you. A great job, uh, Justin Ellick. Macedonia Phil wasn't here. Great job. Frankie Diaz, <laughs> great job. Jacqueline Carl, Deb Valentine, the whole crew. Enjoy your Tuesday, even though it's Thursday, here in New York City. I'll be back on a Friday morning, coming up tomorrow at 6. Get in there, Deb. Come on, Jeff. Get in there, baby. Enjoy your Thursday, folks. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. It's now the monster man. Now everything's cool, Jack's a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them more they sent you. Then you can monster mash.